Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. I'm Katie Tunstall, and this is episode 92 of the Idle Matinee Podcast, just for you, just for you. Hello, well don't turn your nose up at that intro, welcome to episode 2 of the Idle Matinee Katie Podcast. Tunstall. Yeah. Why, why was that? Because she's deaf in one ear, and I've thought about oh, it today. Right. She's gone deaf in one ear. She okay, got it, okay. Gigs. That was more just you look like King Louis. I thought she sounds like a man, because she's deaf in one ear no, just, uh, my deaf, people in deaf in one ear don't sound like a man like uh, necessarily if they're Let's a woman just say who's here today so hi I'm Ben champagne for my real friends and real pain for my sham friends it's me Johnny Ribena Bonsoir Jim Appel Gregoire uh, BTS sound like they're all deaf the way they sing and don't properly pronounce their consonants or maybe it's just because they're Korean it's Chris <laughs> So hello everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Idol Matinee Podcast. We have got a jam-packed show for you today, with loads of stuff on it, chock a block but let's, where do we even begin? Where do we start this week? So a little bit of housekeeping about the afterlife perhaps, and then what we've been doing this week? Or do you want to start what you've been doing this week? Um, you want to do a little bit of clean up about last week's chat about the afterlife well, yeah, I, just wanted to to, I just wanted to unsmut it a little bit because it seemed very smutty and that was more down to you lot I think because well, I was listening to it back and you lot dragging, dragging my, rom- my romantic notion like through the mud because the initial thing um because I said like when you see a girl on a train and Barry uh, Barry instantly goes like how does she how does she and it made it like uh, into a sexual thing and we all started making sex jokes and everything but that wasn't the, that wasn't the thing right the, it sounded very rapey it, like, when the idea of me going to heaven and having sex was that wasn't it it wasn't about sex it was about like making a connection making like a love like connection I mean that's that, that was the point finding the one well, if, you do, if you don't if you don't find love in this life then the chances are you could find that if you've got eternity then you can like find true love so you want to put saying. your eternal out in her eternal and yeah and so then but also so there's in, what could have been an embarrassing moment on the tube or whatever you you go you've got uh, all the chances you've got all, you've got eternity basically to make it right so it won't be embarrassing because you're like well we're here forever so I may as well talk to you like you know Groundhog I mean? Day rather than because you think oh I've only got this life I don't want to embarrass myself at this one moment and whatever I don't know one life uh, so yeah it wasn't so, about sex so, and, and also so the, you the felt thing. you had to so you felt you had to call back and explain it co because it sounds so much like you just wanted all the sex. Even editing it yourself couldn't <laughs> make it not sound like you want all the sex. So you've got to explain. Yeah, now. because I was like, well, because this sounds funny. And so I left the, those bits in. But, and the, and the, well, obviously, yeah, the sex goes... With, no, because the carnal pleasures thing, right? That, that's the thing, right? Because as, as well, you're going like, oh, well, you're just thinking about your cock, right? So, and I'm like, hang on a minute. I was listening to it back and I was like... But so you're saying that you you could like when you die you're just going to go like yep and just go and give up your earthly body and just instantly go like yeah I'm cool with being a gas when you haven't been a gas you've never been a gas before or whatever or like a spirit an entity a thing with no body I'm just saying it, it, it makes sense do you want to keep hold of your penis because I was going to put this challenge to you and go like right if you're not so bothered about your penis chop it off right now uh, <laughs> quick, something uh, I want to point out quick oh, wait a second have you got a knife 
<laughs> after all that afterlife <laughs> chat last week in the week i watched uh, an albert brooks film from 1991 called defending your life yeah, yeah, where he gets in a car crash and he goes to heaven. He which I haven't him. seen. I thought I'd seen. Mm, yeah, it. interesting that because like, I haven't seen it as he walks around. Like... But he goes to heaven, right? And all the food's great and everything's great. And he's got to defend his life, so he doesn't. He's got get a cock. He's got again. a cock. And he meets Meryl Streep. She's got a vagina. And he thought, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. Greg's view of the afterlife is basically just defending your they, life. They can touch the each other. It's a, he's basically watched that film, and that's his idea of the afterlife. It really. And he's pretending really he hasn't seen it. Pretending they're trying to catch. They have to run around catching buses and stuff my version of heaven you just go like right you go how do I want to travel do I just travel as a gas today do I teleport or do I go old school and travel like I would on earth and you just go hmm I fancy riding a, a ninja we ever make them but was it a Kawasaki ninja Kawasaki yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you fucking hoon off on your Kawasaki ninja or you're like I fancy jet skiing and you jet ski and you just create a lake in front of you and jet ski to where you want to go or you just arrive there teleport there you know what I mean there's, there's it's all about it. pleasure that's what you're saying though it's all well, about yes, that's pleasure. Whole idea of heaven. pleasure yeah well yeah it's nice in heaven pleasure yeah any final thoughts on the afterlife though we don't want to keep going into that again this week no we did no it all last I just want to say that the, you've cleaned up it was you've... more romantic the idea of meeting all these women it was like it was more of a romantic thing to find the one true love not to have to fuck everyone which you justified by telling us to cut our cocks off <laughs> sorry which you've justified by telling us to cut <laughs> our cocks off Oh, you didn't mean literally. Yeah, because no, you're like, no, but Johnny, you're like, you're like, man, you should, you shouldn't need your cock in the afterlife. I was like, well, what, 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 so you're saying you won't need your cock in the afterlife. No, but I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was playing devil's advocate. I know what you're ironically. saying. I know what you're saying because I, I did. We spoke about it afterwards, and there's the theory, like, like I've had on drugs before, where you don't really have that sensation about the sexual thing, like, and and for intents and purposes your cock's quite useless or you okay, you feel the need to go for a piss and you're like oh okay my cock's there and you go for a piss oh no and but- you're not you haven't got that same sex well me anyway on an acid or something like that I've never I've never felt like horny. no I said all like that to like- sound very highfalutin but my actual idea of heaven is more like fat boy slim I'll be but fucking then- <laughs> I reckon if you talk but- any more about it you'll be doing housekeeping next week <laughs> <laughs> so like, you've got big subjects. It's, it's, it's whether you've got libido in it. Like, yes, it depends what's important or not. But yes, if you're basing it all on the things that you've got used to liking on, on this earth, that's the thing. You've, so yes, you're going to base heaven on that. You can't just assume, go like, well, once I'm in heaven, you don't need these things. You don't have carnal pleasures. It's like you've never imagined not having those. So your instinct is going to be, well, yeah, I want to have all those things. You he's know what got I'm caught in a thought hey. trap, hasn't he? He's in a thought vortex again. Uh, heaven's made up by people that can't take responsibility. Final uh, thoughts. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, right, that's, anyway, let's move on from true. heaven. I'm not bored hell, of talking about that. Hell, <laughs> I don't call mine heaven, I call it something let's else. Let's talk about like, what you... do say hell is other people. Let's bring it back to this life down yeah, here yeah, on this cool. planet. Let's that's, talk, that's, talk about imaginary fucking Harry Potter land. Whoa. Tell us about what you've been doing this week. Who wants to begin? I want to hear some great stories about exciting times. Johnny, you've got a story about BMX bike and the council, so let's start with you. Uh, yeah, the council one's not that good, but um, yeah, last week I got a BMX uh, so I could... Um, it was a mongoose. Just tell the audience how old you are, please. Johnny um 64 so I yeah because my garage is about a 10 minute walk from my house where I keep my car for work so I got a, a mongoose to ride to the garage and I leave it in the garage when I drive to be work better off on, on an actual mongoose wouldn't you <laughs> yeah and like, then you drive to your but is that when you then drive to your plane I then drive and fly to your boat yeah 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 my my other boat's a BMW giddy up mongoose and it's a Porsche or something and then anyway and then as soon as you get as soon as you buy something you see something else you like better didn't you and it came up on Facebook Beaver a, Street 
an S. Uh, it's basically a brand new SE Wildman BMX. It's like baby blue with sort of uh, cream coloured forks and handlebars, and it was only sixty quid. And they're about four four hundred quid, I think, new. And this looked brand new, so I, I contacted them straight away. I said, I want it. I'll come after work. I'll bring cash. Went in. It's got the spinners on it. It's all. It's the, even the original tyres, and they're not even worn at all. So, given the sixty quid, ch- chucked it straight in the car. But I'll ride that. To, to How old is that? Is that from modern bike or is it from like the eighties? I think three or four years old. So why hasn't he used it? Then? I don't know. It was some some spacker in stone. He's in his seventies. Yeah, yeah, he's in his seventies. Sure it's not got a curse. It might have a curse. So yeah, so I parked the car in the garage and rode it home, all happy with myself. I thought I'm gonna have a right good ride on that tomorrow. And um, so I got my tools that I needed in my rucksack. Rode all the way to, I uh, was going to actually to Maxine's car because I had to do a job uh, next door to her house. And there's, they're doing, you know, the building work they're doing by Sainsbury's. If um, all that road is like a chocker blocker with like traffic jam because of the lights, come flying around there. And as I just as I always crash, you jumped them. I always crash when I get to my destination, never on the way. And just as I got there, I thought, I'm going to do a wheelie. I haven't done a wheelie in ages. And as I like pulled the bike back, I forgot I had the rucksack on and it just fucking flew me off. And I went skidding up the, um, skidding up the uh, gravel road. Uh, <coughs> Cut my elbow, cut my knee, cut my chest open, <laughs> and then um, I saw, there goes old man Johnny. Yeah, and then, so there's all the cars parked, looking at me as I've flown round, and then seeing me stack it. I think he's stolen that bike of a kid. Yeah, yeah, all the kids are chasing, and then I stood up, and there's like blood pouring out my arm and my knees, but I was like laughing hysterically, and then I looked at the cars, and they're looking back at me, and then I just jumped on my bike and rode around the corner. <laughs> so yeah, and I, cried. But I always, well, every <laughs> time I got a BMX when I was a kid, I always used to. Um, um, go over the hand. I'd like go to do an endo, and then the handlebars, however much you tighten them, would always fall over, and I'd smash my head on the floor. So this time I'd done it backwards. No, I've done that once in the winter over my mountain bike. Like went down off the curb, and then slowly, because it was got the wheel got stuck in snow, so I went off the curb. And then the whole bike sort of slowly went over the top, and then right into the middle of the road. And I'm just laying in the road on my bike. I didn't hurt myself, but I felt like a right. Oh, that's a shame. But um, hey, old man Johnny on his beard. I'm, bl- I'm blaming the rucksack, but I think also my centre of gravity and body weight may have changed a little bit since I was 15. And you're blind in one eye. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And you're disabled now. So yeah, I did that. Uh-huh. Um, 15 years in the wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. But I did. It didn't actually hurt. And then I've put TCP on it. I've taken all the gravel out. What, the bike. No, my uh, my wounds. Yeah. So I think where there's no sense, there's no feeling. Drinking over Jalili can do a BMX trick. Drinking over Jalili can do a buddy hop and a tail whip. I reckon you can. You probably weigh a lot more than you did when you were younger. That's probably what it That's is. That's exactly well. what I just said a minute ago. Oh, but really yeah. yeah, but I thought you said the rucksack. No, yeah, but then I said I think my centre of gravity Full of in donuts. my <laughs> Well, you went. Do you wear a helmet? You it is no, a helmet. Don't I need to. No shin pads, uh, no nothing. I managed. Um, I, I think I fought. You know, from my judo training, I fell quite well. Yeah, you break your fall. You yeah, I, 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 broke, you? I broke my elbow. <laughs> so, uh, so the council story isn't really a story then. Just that they sent you a letter saying that you're chucking your rubbish in the street. Oh yeah, and I haven't got, I haven't got any deeper. I haven't got any fly tipping. Yeah. I haven't got any further into that yet. I did go. I went up the council to find out, and they all looked a bit nervous, like I was going to go a bit mental. I think probably turning up on the BMX did you ride in with, on with blood bike? coming off my elbow probably gave them that impression. Uh, managed to pay my council tax now, so that's all very exciting. All good. I don't see there's oh, well, such a problem with did. fly tipping. Um, I'll just put my flies in the bin. <laughs> and uh, this week, Greg, that many of them. you've been starting reheats coffee shop, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I've bought a trailer for my bike, for no, my electric what bike. What have you been doing this week? Um, no, uh, just some research. Oh, the Olympics. I've been watching the Olympics, yeah. I've been doing the Olympics. And you've yeah. been researching nuclear energy and your big subject of the Yes, week. and I've been researching the atomic bomb, yes. Okay. And uh, Chris, yeah. what have you been doing this and week? And uranium. I've been watching a little bit of the Olympics as well and uh, listening to the radio. Oh, exciting times. Do you not falling off a of BMX, no? No. Oh, you must no, be a professional. Um, got quite drunk the other night. Had to push my bike home. Safety first. I found a, some... Uh, this isn't really a story. Crazy times in Cambridge. <laughs> I had to push my bike home. One thing I discovered about the Olympics was on um, on the radio. They said the BBC One Olympic Virtual Studio is actually in Sheffield. But they said it's exactly the same as the one we would have used if we could have flown to Tokyo. So why spend the licence fee money <laughs> on having a virtual studio in Tokyo? So fucking casual with our money, aren't they? Yeah, so yeah, it's a bit much. No wonder people watch RT. Yeah, but yeah, the, um, the things that's annoying me about the Olympics is just the constant uh, replaying of VTs. It's just like oh, uh, they're showing some athlete and then showing their uh, well, not athlete, whatever uh, sports person or for their particular sport, and then showing their backstory. But then they keep and they're like, oh right, and then the next day they or later on that day they just keep showing the same fucking thing over and over and over, and that's a bit. Annoying. Well, I had a bit of drama this week, so as you know, I'm now working on the repair shop. And uh, no one could find Jay, and where everyone was looking for him for ages. And then, like, someone goes, Oh, I think he's over there. And he sort of curtain rustled and opened it, and he's getting a blowy off an OAP as a thank you for repairing something. And the thing that pissed us off is uh, Jay doesn't do any of the repairs, like I've told you boys before. But there he was, fucking teeth out. She dentures out, yep. Uh, uh, has uh, anyone watched uh, something else I discovered this week? You know, Emily Attack, ATAC. Yeah. I was thinking, How did she get where she is today? In between us. No, well, yeah, you say that. Um, I only saw her opening monologue and she appeared to be doing a panto as stand-up. But um, I thought, what is the secret of her success? It turns out her mother and uncle are in showbiz and she's related to Paul McCartney. Oh, right, okay. Well. Oh, a bit like Jack. Oh, yeah, she is. And, and that um, she's related to... That whole branch of the family are all famous, aren't they? Yeah. Like, they're all actors and actresses. Like, the bloke from... Uh, the northern lad with a ham face, gammon face, who... That Chris. Oh, what's his name? Not right. Garlic bread. Peter K. Garlic bread. Pa- right, pa- Peter Paddy, K. Paddy McGuinness. And Paddy were first in Phoenix Knights. Yeah. Phoenix Knights. The fat gammony, massive gammon, fat one in that. Oh, who's like the baddie sort of one at times, competing Roy with Brown. his own place. Roy. No, not Roy Trouble. No, there Brown. is another one with a big head. Yeah, because she's got a mean. fucking massive head, isn't she? That's her, isn't that's her relative. That's her uncle, isn't it? Is it yeah. Chubby Brown in, in Phoenix Nights? He was. I don't think he was. Was, was he? I think he yeah. was in one. I think he was in one of them. But no, there was a rival um, Oh, yeah, he was the mayor, club wasn't he? Yeah. Or something. No, that was... Uh, oh. Anyway, I'll tell, I'll tell you what, Barry, what I did look in... Well, not I looked into. This, again, this is getting bigger. So everyone sees that clickbait and it'll say about um, man, time traveller, went 5,000 years in the future. He took photos and this is what he came back with. And... For that's been the same for about the same last six years. We retell this story, except there's one factor I've seen. Well, there's a couple that they've changed to the story more recently. One um, says about flooding uh, by 2040. The other one, the aliens come in 2022 and they've got big faces and no use for humans. 
Between us, Emily Aitak. You've been smoking too much of that shit, Chris. You want to calm that down a bit. The devil's lettuce. Yeah, what about this guy? Michael Whitehall. I'll send, you, I'll send you the link. Michael Whitehall is Jack Whitehall's dad. He's a British talent agent with many strings to his bow, including television producer, TV personality and author. Born April the 12th, 1940. Nah, move on. The father of three from two production companies. So what? Move on. Havel Pictures 1998 and Whitehall Films in 1998. So. Yeah, the reason I'm saying that is because you were saying about Stacey, what her name is. That's another one. Jack Whitehall is dad's in the business. He's a talent scout. Well, Bradley yeah. Walsh puts his son in everything except the well, chase. Well, that kind of t- t- tends to be the case, doesn't it? They don't just, well, yeah, but then they, they tend to come from families. Performers tend to be like the sons or daughters of other performers and people in the business it you try to say to God was a carpenter just because Jesus like, was they can't all just come out of nowhere and have fucking yeah, carpenters or whatever for dads or whatever. well they obviously all go to drama school so there must be some people go to drama school that haven't got where are you going with this what are you fucking we're having a conversation because, okay. okay. Emily, uh, well, no, but, no, but what's, what's the point of it what's she's the point shit of the and then yeah, I found you, out Paul McCartney's she's, like, no, she's not that well, shit is she why is she bothering you because she, she's what? on the telly. Well, yeah, yeah, she's not. She's got that one. She had a shitty. What's it? Uh, she's on the telly at the moment. Show or something. Yeah, it's on now. Is, is, is it what right no, now on the TV now? Oh, you could probably get it on demand. Uh, it's not. It's, no you're saying it like she's in your face, her. and she's like on yeah, the every was, fucking magazine. Why are you she's defending on one her? Shitty show. Yeah, she's she on, on one the fucking telly. shitty little show, and you're going on like she's ruined your fucking life. No, it's crap about it. And you're going on about fucking Michael White. You've got must have something better than that. I am Michael White. I hate Jack White. I am. And I hate his dad too. I don't think this would be the trigger. A little gaze, you. Oh, no, pathetic. not at all. You're an easygoing guy. You're an easygoing guy. I mean, they're crap. Yeah, so Go on, what? Chris, but, I mean, it's just, you've got to have more than that. You've got to say something really funny about yeah, them. Let me finish. Put them down in a funny way, not just like, yeah, they got there because they 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 got parents who got them there. I I well I I was just saying you shouldn't attack her. Um, I'm, there you go, a joke. I I was going to say about the Olympics because so the Olympics, as we know, was in Olympia. Um, or oh, it was actually quite close there. It was four, one of four major games that the Greeks used to play, and that would be like the Grand Slam if you managed to complete all four. It wasn't. It was the one with the highest prestige, so you could align it to like Wimbledon, but that sort of thing. The way we think of it, anyway, in our consciousness over here in Blighty. But those, so you collect these four ones, you'd have the Grand Slam, and I think there was only a couple of people who ever did that. Um, the there was a thing about you know they used to all perform naked. Um, and the rationale for that was like one guy was running one day and his short got caught. Uh, and then so he just tore it off and carried on running. And off, afterwards, everyone thought, well, that's the most sort of free way they should be running. But after a boxer got found to be training by his mum and when she jumped over to celebrate, it ripped off her robe and they saw it as a woman and married women were banned there. You could just have like whores and single women. Yeah, saw it as a woman. Um, he was then disqualified. So then all the coaches had to perform naked as well as like the athletes. So it's like a weird, you think that's like part of the sacral meaning of it, then being naked, but it was actually down to like just laws and rules that they, what, they put in place. That they all yeah, ended up basically, naked. yeah, it was. They were like, actually, you know. So I wonder why they never made Carry On Olympic film, Carry On Olympics. That would have been good. Yeah, I know. They could have got the pole vaulter. Oh, I'm good with a semi. All that sort of thing, anyway. Um, and then they, they, um, they, like, they, they, it was actually the English that revived the Olympics and they called this tournament they used to play in, like, Shropshire. So they used to play these different games. And there was one game I found that I thought was really funny because I'll explain the rules to you and then. 
you can sort of try and work out what the actual game is because I can't work it out even though I've read through it. So basically you need a dull-witted person um, who's chosen at a referee. Quite He's on. called a jobber now. The two teams decide who flonks first by tossing a sugar beat. The games begin when the jabber now shouts, here, go together, or together, or together. Um, the non-flonking team joins hands and dances in a circle around a member of the flonking team, a practice known as girting. The flonker dips his dwell-tip driveler, which is a pole two to three foot long, made from hazel or yew, into a bucket of beer, then spins around in the opposite direction to the girters and flunks his dwell at them. <laughs> if the dwell misses completely, it is known as a swodge. When this happens, the flonker must drink the contents of an elf filled gazunda, which is a chamber pop, before the wet dwell was passed from hand to hand along the line of the non-girting girters, chanting the ceremonial mantra of pop, pop, pop. A full game comprises two snurds each, um, each snurd being one team taking a turn at girting. The jobber now adds interest and difficulty to the game by randomly switching the direction of rotation and will levy drinking penalties on any player found not taking the game seriously enough. Points are re rewarded as follows. Plus three for a wanton, which is a direct hit at Goethe's head. Plus two is a Morpha, a body hit. Plus one is a ripper, a leg hit. And minus one every sober person at the end of game. And the most... T the, and yeah, never mind. There you go. It's funny, it's funny isn't it? <laughs> what people used to do. The Olympics it's is a massive money laundering scam. That's what it actually is. <laughs> it is. It's, if you look into the Olympics, you will oh, yeah. find it's dodgy as fuck. And it ruins um, cities. It yeah. makes countries massively in yeah. debt. And it's just a money laundering thing. It's bullshit. The whole thing is... No, it's, big respect everyone does it, but... Yeah, no, so that that, that was getting... That was like in the 1700s, 1600s in Shropshire. And a French guy came over, watched them doing it, and said, actually, we used to standardise. and have Because it was like the mid-19th uh, century sort of libertarians and free thought, and we should all be together. So that's when they did this spirit of the Olympics. But it wasn't until 1914 that an Olympics wasn't arranged with a trade fair or something next to it. Yeah, so, like yeah, a world you're right. fair. It's always like been about money. Is another one. Because you, you see there's a lot of old Olympic, as you can look it up on YouTube or online, a lot of old Olympic villages look like uh, Chernobyl. They're just like completely deserted mm. and wrecked. I mean, in London, they've put flats and stuff there. But even they're all fucked because they were talking about they're all run down and they're fucked. The pe I was reading about the other day, there's an article online about people that moved into them yeah. saying they're really derelict and they like none of the shit works in it properly. Our Olympic legacy was basically a slide. <laughs> do they get cardboard beds yeah. like they do in Tokyo? Because oh, the probably. Tokyo Olympics appear to be cursed on one hand in the, um, obviously there was the pandemic. Now they've got a typhoon on the way, which is going to postpone all outdoor um, activities. Um, and what was it? Oh, yeah, the bay where they're doing, is it the triathlon where they have to do the swimming section? Apparently stinks of uh, rotten shit. Yeah. Um, do you see the, the other day with the triathlon where they all went go dived and there was a massive speedboat like still cutting about in the water where they all had really? to dive into <laughs> it's fucking awful i was saying earlier um like it seems like because they've had to move lots of events around at short notice and that the officials just haven't in some ways not been on the game and i think that's been like really evident in the cycling where um there was an official that pulled a dutch girl off her bike um and i think injured her 
in doing so. She's going to go, but that's still an injury to her knee. And then there was another cyclist going around, and the official just walked out in front of them, but was looking at the opposite direction. <laughs> and they just both went into each other. Oh, and again, it's... like... The javelin should be good then. So, all in all, though, you've been enjoying watching the Olympics, have you, boys? Yeah. I'm not seen any of it. Yeah. From just now. Yeah. What's your favourite sport in the Olympics? The mountain biking, Greg? You I like, like the BMX? The BMX racing was quite cool. Um, yeah. And um, the hockey has been all right. Uh, the rugby sevens was quite good until they, well, mm. until our team kind of fucked it. They came back really well against the Americans. That was good. So they came back uh, 21 down and then they won 26 21 or something like that. That was good, but then they yet? fucked it. They didn't win anything. Huh? They done the break dancing yet? No, I, I thought that was a joke. Or they, no, no, are they actually doing that now? Supposed to be, you know, they do the demonstration one. They have demonstration sports. It's going to be. That's uh, kind of loud. <laughs> oh, Greg's getting Bless upset. <laughs> Greg's crying. Oh, oh, Greg's You little upset. cutie, shut up. Oh, Greg's That's really it. Upset. Down the league. <laughs> Like so, they they're putting a break dancing in this year as an Olympic demonstration sport, and I imagine it will be like rhythmic gymnastics. But what other what other sports do you think they could put in? Scratch cards, sp- Olympic scratchies. There is, a, I think, every sport that there is, I think, is in it that you wouldn't thought was in it is in it already. Darts in it, snooker. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. snooker and darts. Okay, then. Sorry. What about, what about Olympic DJing? What about yeah, Olympic it's not a sport, though, is it? Olympic but, electrical work. So you, well, no, what you're asking is what other things should be sports, yeah, you can not, have, not, yeah, not you can, what other sports should be at the Olympics. Yeah, no, what other things... Because every year they always have the demonstration sports, so you could have bat, battle DJing could be in there as much as yeah. anything else. Olympic boredom. So just a competition. So instead of the Olympic... So Calisthenics. could just be a comp- competition then, you mean? What competitions could there be? I don't know. A baking competition. A... Peanuts. You know where you bend the other person's fingers back? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about I'm, slapping? I'm face slapping. Yeah, peanuts is good. So face dogging. slapping. Yeah. Dogging. Yeah. Dogging. dogging. Mixed, mixed dogging. I mean, same does, sex dogging. How does that work? How do you? Well, like there'd be like you know they you have compete? the ski and then the rifle shooting. They have to ski for a bit, then rifle shoot. Can I, just, I mean, how do you rank, how do you rank the dogging? How do you give scores? So dif- there's the big difficulties. Person, how successful you are. Difficulties of maneuvers. They could be doing stuff. Mount of cocks coming through the window. Greg, you um, seem down this week. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm you not seem down, down no, this week. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just waiting for. You a decent... seem like you're waiting for something I'm, to happen. A conversation I'll get my teeth into. You're waiting. For I'm waiting for some meat. You want some meat? You're <laughs> waiting for something to meat. happen. How do they judge rhythmic gym- gymnastics? So you could have judges. How, many, how times they come? Yeah, exactly. giving them points on the dogging. So like seven out of ten. 7.5, that's a good dog. I have to be honest with you yeah. guys, I'm not an Olympic guy. I'm not feeding it. I'm not an Olympic guy. I'm not really squeeze much shit out of it. I can't squeeze much shit out of it. I can't squeeze it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not in your ring. It, it's not in my remit. I don't know enough oh, about the, the, it. The one thing I, I will take away from the one thing I noticed, I, I was speaking to Chris about earlier. We had an impromptu visit from Chris earlier, by the way. He was actually in the studio, but now he drove away just before the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He's driven away from the studio to record remotely through me. Because he, he forgot his mic. Which is a lot he? harder, he yeah. I didn't want to miss the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I had to get back in time. Yeah. To drive out. Uh, no, it made sense. He's got a baby and everything in it to get back. But... um yeah, but I was saying to him earlier the what I find astounding, which they do on every sports program, but especially the Olympics, it's like these poor people have gone there, and it's because they've been waiting four years. It's not the same as quite the same as even Wimbledon. Imagine training your whole life to get to the Olympics, and then when you get there, they give you a condom and tell you not to fuck the fittest fuckers from all around the world that are bedding down in an enclosed space next to you. And I think that perfectly describes uh, Abrahamic religions. Yeah, I know. I didn't laugh when I read it when you wrote it down in the group. I'm not going to laugh now. Yeah, right. I think the listeners will <laughs> I mean, love yeah, it. No, they might laugh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to send in an email oh, to yeah. idolmatinee <laughs> at 
gmail.com and see if you agree with Greg yeah. that that was a shit joke or agree with me <laughs> and think not, that's a witty it's insight. It's not shit. It's just because I've read it. Or read, it's, just, it's been sat there and then when I see you read it off your phone, it's not quite as... You know, oh, no, you give it all right. Don't, don't lift my skirt the up. <laughs> they might have thought it'd come off the top of my head. You're going to get quite the same thing. But I'll start saying what I said before. So the, the ongoing thing with the sports and they do it with Wimbledon, they do it with everything, but it's not quite the same with Wimbledon because they get to do Wimbledon every year. So it's like, okay, they fucked up. But with the Olympics, it's four years they've got to wait. So if someone's fucked up, it's like, oh, you're so close last time. And they keep the the commentators, not the commentators, or the presenters or whatever, insist on going up to him and going, so how does it feel to lose again? You've waited four years for this opportunity again and you've lost again. You're crying. Feels it's, great. I mean, I can see you're crying. How does it feel? It's like, fucking hell. And they just end up going emotional. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted. That's what I'm gutted. Just get the fuck out of there. Basically, you can say, you can tell they're just saying, get the fuck out of my face with their eyes. Because if you, um, if you think, why are you bothering with it? Because if you think you've got a lot of athletes uh, biting at your heels or a lot younger than you and in four years, you probably won't have another opportunity <laughs> yeah. to get in. You're not going to have another chance. Yeah. This is it. So you did run. You didn't run fast enough. How do you feel? <laughs> yeah, and it's like fucking hell. Why do they bother with that? You just wouldn't bother with if it's someone. If your producer said to you, "You've got to go down and uh, interview the person who's just lost." Go down and then. Yeah, go down. Well, I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you about losing. Uh, but is what, that why they call it athletes' feet? Because people bite your heels. Yeah. So we digressed yeah. off of um, we digressed with the Olympics because oh, that's a great subject to talk about. I don't even know we're going to talk about it this week, but the big subject of the week was going to be Greg's comedy subject. He's talking about this. Week. Oh yeah, no, I could do that. But we don't need to get to that yet because that's meat. That's big meat. That's yeah. like the afterlife. Greg's got. But Greg's been put. Let's just say he's been putting a lot of work into this because he's saying I want big subjects. I want a lot to talk about. I've got questions to ask you boys. Yeah. So we're going to go with that, and that's fine. But before we go into that, I just want to talk about Jack Whitehall. And- no, no, no. Can I cut you off then? Just, 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 I, wasn't, I was going to be polite and let him finish, but as soon as he said Jack Whitehall, I thought, time to cut in quickly. You haven't asked me. I just wanted to say, I, just wanted to say uh, I, I, didn't, I did ask, sort of ask you guys last week because it became, you weren't so quick to, you didn't have much spiritual stuff to get like or any idea or thoughts, that much, many thoughts on the afterlife or anything like that. Word in. Uh, <laughs> but I, di- I didn't actually ask- I asked you I think I asked one of you your beliefs or whatever you Greg are you saying. dying are you dying what have you got <laughs> tell me your beliefs Johnny I think you're dying no. I think you're trying no, to no. Get- I, I'm not going to go back and ask you your beliefs in the afterlife you can tell me uh, but I don't think you've really got any have you But or didn't have any because it seemed like it was just I me just talking last week but this week I've got a question for you guys I'm not even going to talk about my part of it so I'm just, I've just got a simple question uh, and, I, and I'm going to start with Johnny but um, but unless you want to talk about Jack Whitehall well, first. Well, just, I just did want to bring it up because you kept... Beat, what were you doing? I, I don't know the word, but like beasting me or having a go at me saying, well, yeah. what are you got in for Jack Whitehall? What's the outcome? What's the goal? Yeah. What's this all about? You just seem bit about his life and, and his, his girlfriend and stuff. It's not, it's not that. It's just that I know it's more about Ian Sterling okay, than yeah. Jack Whitehall and Emily Attack. Well, no, I'm was, with you there. watching Ian Sterling. Can I just say, can God. I just say, Jack Whitehall, he's actually quite good in, he's quite a good at comic actor. In bed. He's oh, got right. quite a good presence as a comic comedy actor. He's in Fresh Meat and some of the films he's been in, he's not too bad, right? From the from the little glimpses I've seen of Ian Sterling in Buffering or whatever, he's not quite, he's not as good as Jack Whitehall in that sense. So uh, I know so it sums up Jack Whitehall. I spoke to one of my customers in the week and, I, and they said, oh, we went to the, it's a very posh lady. Yeah. And she goes, oh, my son's got a Tesla. And she goes, oh, my son's got a Tesla. So I was talking about his car for some reason. Oh, right. It's really nice, really quiet. She goes, they're dentists, but very well off. They're dentists. And I go, all right. She goes, oh, yeah, we went to the O2. And I go, oh, wow, you went to the O2. Uh, what did you go and see? Oh, Jack Whitehall. He was absolutely hilarious. I think that sums up Jack Whitehall. That's exactly uh, oh, what he is. Posh people with Teslas like people him. People yeah. stupid people and teenagers. Yeah. Like, stupid posh people. Oh, quick question. Are there any poor dentists? Mm, pr- yeah, there is. Really? The homeless dentists. Uh, you never been to a homeless dentist? Uh, no. They do it very, very cheap. Under the bridge. 
But um, Ian Sterling, I was watching a little bit of Ian Sterling because he's got a new show out called Buffering mm-hmm. and he does the Love Island thing, as you well know. Yeah. But I watched some of his stand-up because I was thinking, well, God, he can't just give the guy a break, give him a chance. And he's been doing stand-up a long time, ever since he was a presenter. And so it's not saying he's over, done overnight. Yeah. But one of his stand-up acts, he's talking about going to dinner parties and saying how shit they are and how everyone there is really boring and dull and that it's really shit conversations. And they talk about, oh, slow cookers and all this. And I'm thinking, if he's invited his mates to come and see him and all that, who's he talking about? He's talking about people he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's basically standing on stage saying everyone he knows is dull as fuck. And they wear rugby tops that don't actually support rugby teams. And I'm thinking, you're talking about people. You know, you're not talking fake. about anyone else. Or he's fake. He's got a load of fake friends so that he doesn't actually, yeah, yeah doesn't just, appreciate uh, or like. Or, or he's got no friends and all he does is hang around with fake people that he doesn't like. And then like I thought, it. okay, well, let's give the guy a chance. Let's watch a clip of, of what's her, Laura Whitmore. What's his missus's name? Oh, Whitmore. So yeah, so Whitmore, she yeah. was being interviewed by Keith Lemon in her house. And I watched a little clip of that on YouTube. And he's, he's got, Keith Lemon's all like, oh, what's the tattoo you've got there? And she goes, oh, Dave Grohl wrote with my hand from the Foo Fighters on my wrist. So I got it tattooed his lyrics to his song and I'm like I'm fucking too old for this shit this is like I should be watching this what's wrong with me like I'm getting all bitter and that about like fucking people murtard it and I'm thinking man I'm not this isn't me this isn't me if I was going to be a bit bitter about something I watched this week um Sharon Horgan. All the all the I fucking hate Sharon Horgan. I know, again all it's the, a, bit, a bit out of I don't all, know. The, all the women on, on Love Island look like they've got a nut allergy Mm. They look like falling out of an they've only got, They've plane. all got injected lips. Do you go orange if you get a nut allergy? Put something from testicles. Oh, the lips. Yeah, but that's the look. Uh, you know that. That's the modern they that's look, the pornification look of young ladies. Like if you're in the bathroom and, and you want to get stuff done, you could just stick them to the fucking wall. Oh, come on, man. It's only fans. Um, when you say get stuff done, what, to them? So you can just stick them oh, to I'm the wall. I mean, like you're having a shower and she's still, asking, she's still going, oh, okay. ah. I've got a text. It's so base, Chris. So base. I'll tell you what I saw in the week. I, I, saw, I don't know if you guys... It's not the afterlife. <laughs> I saw a great advert in the week. I don't know if you guys have seen it for Domino's Pizza where the guys are like yodelling across the street at each other. And we pizza. discussed this already. It's called Domino's. Did we not discuss it when it came out? No, it's been, has oh, it been out? It's, 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 it's going to be out. It's going to be a bit old. But no, well, it's not going to talk about it. I haven't seen it. If we have you heard of What's Up? Yeah, exactly. It's our version of What's Up. Yeah, yeah. It's the British What's Up. It's much better. That's going to come back, I think. But it got old. I think it did get old after the first. I think I watched it three times maybe, and now it's a bit old. Is that slang? Is that was that old enough to bring back yet? No, I've only seen uh. it a couple of times. I can imagine it does get a bit old after a while. What's that? I am going to watch Ian Sterling's show. How are you doing? I'm going to give him a chance. I'm going to watch Buffering. Because it's got that girl in it. Who's the girl you know? People use like "What's up" and Borat impressions, don't they, to say about something that's been passed by and like, naff. If they're trying to say something's naff, my then wife. They'll, do, they'll go "My wife" or "What's up." What's that? Confused.com. Yeah. Yeah, that, oh yeah, that's saying something. Yeah. Jesse Cave. Uh, Shit. Jesse Nat. Nat. Because Borat, yeah, Borat did it himself to, about Wayne's World, which was which was naff. And then the irony was that he then yeah. became the fucking naff thing to say. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I was just saying, I'm going to watch Buffering with oh, yeah. Ian Sterling. I'll oh, shut yeah. up about it. I don't want to keep going on about this. No, no. I'm going to watch Buffering. It's Ian Sterling's new comedy yep. about when he was a presenter with Jesse Cave. Am I watching it because I want to hate it? No, I'm watching it because I want to hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm with you. No, but I want, to see, I want to see if I'm right about him. Because uh, from what I've told from the advert, it's like he's doing his best kind of like shtick in the, the comedy scenes. You can see what's happening in the... the He's been face painted. He goes, "Oh, I'm loving this no strings thing." He's talking about sex, obviously, with the new women he's seeing. And then the next scene, it's like him with a face, and it's like it's uh, just so laboured. And like uh, you can already see where it's. Uh, I see the punchline. So the kid's drawn in his face. And he's like, "Oh, I was wrong. There's absolutely strings. I get it, Steve. Uh, whatever your name is, there's strings attached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, and there's another scene though. It makes his character look like a right prick. 
And he goes like, thanks. And she goes like, oh, it's okay if you stay. And he goes, oh, we've, oh, we've met before, actually. He's like, but yeah, thanks for letting me stay. Thanks for the ridiculously cheap rent. As he walks out, he's like, oh, don't thank me. Thanks my grandma dying. And then he pulls a face like going, oh, fucking Ooh, weirdo. Yeah. yeah, what a fucking weirdo. Walking out, I was like, well, where's the empathy? I don't wait if you're meant to like his character or what, but he seems like a prick, his character. Anyway. Isn't I, it on ITV5? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's because so, I'm prejudiced. But it's, it's anyone stand-up. That, but my theory, as I was saying to you earlier, like he... The thick simps like him basically, so he he makes standard like run of the mill comments on Love Island. That's why he became popular. Why he's become famous because he'll be watching it and going like, "Oh, I don't, I don't, I think that's the last thing he'll be kissing tonight or something like that." And then and then all the simps at home go, ha, 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 "He's so witty, he makes such funny jokes because they haven't heard decent comedy before." So then he, now he's fucking popular. But they are watching Love Island, so there is obviously risen. something wrong. I mean, look, uh, we we've only got thirty listeners, so I, I mean, he's something like he's gonna hit. Ian, prove me wrong. Come on the podcast. Do something funny. Yeah, but popularity doesn't equal quality. Mm. No, no, exactly. Of course it doesn't. Mm. But tell everyone who fucking watches Love Island. You're dealing with people that watch Love Island. That's the idea. Uh, echoing my thoughts exactly. We don't want them though. Reheats. Well, we do. Yeah. If they get, well, then we can get advertising. Yeah. Mm. Maybe, maybe, the wrong things though. We want to like stay punk. Lip plumping. Yeah. Yeah, we want to stay punk. We want a bit. No, we don't. Oh, we want. We want some list. We want. We want a bit of money. We would want just enough money to keep us all out of jobs. I mean, out of proper jobs. <laughs> out of jobs. <laughs> you should go on four in a bed. Uh, you know what see I mean. If you can win four in a but bed. What's that punk band? Who's that punk band that Stuart Lee was interviewing that, the, the lead singer of the, the in Birmingham? The fucking the Nightingales. Yeah, Nightingales. We, we're like we're like the podcast version of them at the moment. Yeah. So if you're listening now, you oh, are punk. Really underappreciated. And hip hop and what, something else the best podcast that no one's BM- heard of. You should, have you ever thought about going on four in the bed and just pretending your house is a B&B? <laughs> have just I? Like, <laughs> just like going, yeah. I've thought about doing Come Down With Me and just doing it here on the spinning coffee table and like, yeah, and just doing board and just doing eggs every every meal. Go just go like, go like, first bit, have something egg related for a start, just like boiled egg on toast then like an omelette and then like a fucking, I don't know, souffle meringue. or something. A meringue, yeah, for dessert. Just all so eggs. come air B and B with me. <laughs> this is your room. It's just two sofas, <laughs> the TV. <laughs> this is your bed. <laughs> There's a downstairs bathroom, an upstairs bathroom. Do you think? Do you think them? Do you think them creeping around after you leave, trying to look for dust, would last long? <laughs> Don't worry about the bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure there's no clean bits so they can't it's like oh right they, just don't, they swipe the dust and then if you are if you do insist on having a shit try and do it on the existing shit stains like, swipe the dust just get a handful of pubes just like a full hand <laughs> the dust thick enough so they can't get a finger through it and then it's just like Wait oh it's just those bed, bug, those bed bugs aren't on that sofa though are they yep you've got them home now no bed bugs here they're everywhere we mate we can't be talking about bed bugs on this podcast I mean being in my house I mean someone blew them through the letterbox American ladies listen people might come blowing them through letterboxes with a straw <laughs> do you think they put them on a paper aeroplane and threw it through the window <laughs> oh, that's a good scat. idea so I'll just as I was saying I don't like Sharon Horgan either she's uh, 50 years old and I think it's because I just don't like people with a posh voice she's 50 I didn't realise that she I probably... think there's someone I don't like and actually I won't look I haven't had to like him but Jodie Whittaker's leaving Doctor Who yeah, oh shame and I've never really like you know I'm not a Doctor Who head at all but I, I do know there's been better people than others and then it got it got me thinking who would be the next yeah great Doctor Who good one and I was thinking David Mitchell would be a good one but he's a no, white man they probably no. won't go for that no they will go for a man again I reckon this time yeah. they've learned their lesson oh, yeah, they've got their fingers man. burned they won't do that I again think Loki, I think Loki I think Tom Hiddleston as Loki should play Doctor Who 
Oh, that bird would be a good mm. Doctor Who. The female one in Loki as well. She yeah, was yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cynthia I think the yeah. trouble with um, what's her name? Who's the girl in Doctor Who now? Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. I think the trouble with Jodie Whittaker in Doctor Who, right, is. She's obviously shit. you can't just blame her no but she always sounds out of breath she's awful as shit she always sounds in it yeah, no, like she's always going <gasps> yes oh my god I, I, I just think it's the, the, the just, character I think it's the, the way the, the, no, actually, the character the way they've made, they've made her like oh a bit like oh let's just blag it they yeah. made her character like oh let's just blag it instead of yeah. having like a, some thought and, and aren't all the storylines like, like Rodney Wright on like thinking in the elaborate and eccentricity yeah there's no Doctor command who. Doctor Who has a commanding presence because yeah. he's a time lord that's over a thousand years old so he's like he's seen everything he knows everything but she always just seems mm. like panicked and out yeah, of breath her, and doesn't know what's yeah. going on eccentricity seemed to be that just she was a woman it weren't like there wasn't anything eccentric but about her if you look at one one thing Chris if you look at Doctor Who's history from uh, if you match it up with the old Doctor Who of the Doctors, then we're yeah. in a stage now where she's like Colin Baker of Doctor Who's, and then we're getting to Sylvester yeah. McCoy. If you know what I mean, if you yeah, match yeah, the yeah. timelines up roughly, so she's yeah. like, we've had John Pertwee, we've had Tom Baker. I know there haven't been as long Doctor Who as Tom Baker was, but now we're hitting the Colin Bakers, the McCoys. We're hitting the end of it. Jim Davidson would be great. Jim Davison being, oh, I'm just a man out of time, aren't I? My son, like, like, making yeah. all these racist jokes, going, right, we need to get back to the 70s. Yeah, he spends the whole time in the 70s. Just <laughs> Nigel Farage being a, a good cunt. Doctor Who, but please let Johnny talk. He's so upset. But one of the criticisms about Doctor Who, the, the new Doctor Who that I read, is that all the storylines are woke, as well as having a woman, so the fandom menace don't like it at all. So I was thinking, what, for the next Doctor Who, why don't they have an ethnic man who's in a coma? I reckon, oh, I know, Johnson from Peep Show. Johnson from Peep Show. They were going to have him. Yeah, yeah, he'd be yeah, they were. fucking oh. brilliant. He was in the running to be Doctor Who originally, yeah. Oh, right. But what, it was a when... rumour before Jodie Whittaker took over. Oh, right, okay. So it's not to say they oh, won't. He'd be excellent. I think they'd burst. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, the, the, there's no, they haven't had a black Doctor Who, have they? So I think, I think they could meet the quota there. Right, I mean, but disabled. they had a black Time Lord. They've got a thing. Oh, yeah. yeah did, I think in they? part of this story, didn't they? It was, I haven't watched this really. I've just seen clips of it. But where there was another Time Lord and it was that black lady. Uh, I don't really like making such a big thing about her. She's an older lady. But it does help. And they were going, this is, and she's actually a Time Lord and she is Doctor Who from the future, apparently. But. Yeah, that's right. It's like alternate. You don't know the actress's yeah. name, because no. the new series of Doctor matter. Who is going to be six episodes. It's just one story, no story of the week, and then next year there's three more episodes, and then that's it. She's out. So it's basically nine episodes. What about a cat or a goldfish? Up. What do you mean? As a Time Lord. What about um, someone who looks like Omar Djalali on a BMX? I'd do it. Omar Jalili, yeah. Last week you made a really funny joke. You made you made an Omar Jalili joke about him, and I I couldn't keep it in because you couldn't tell because you weren't saying it. You went Omar Jalali, and I knew what you meant. And we both laughed, but it didn't sound. No one else would have known what you were saying. That's why I don't like people because I can't speak properly. If you ever make a joke about it, do it again. I'll just say I'll say oh Omar Jalili, yeah. So we're going to talk about. Can't you just get one of them robot voices to do his jokes for him? You know those AI boys. You just type it in, yeah, AI, yeah. I got some stuff I want to. I got something I want to get off my chest this week, but I don't mind if anyone else wants to talk about something first. No, okay. I don't. I, don't I want to talk it. about uh, M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Oh, yeah, yeah. M Night Shyamalan's Shyamalan Ding Dong. Right. So this guy, this fucking guy, right? Yeah, fucking hell, this guy. Right. Okay. So yeah. So 
we all know about this film that's come out called Old, right? Don't we? Where the people are on the beach. And I saw the trailer for that and I'm like, actually, that looks decent. Has it got Gail Garcia Bernal in it and Rufus Sewell and yeah, some yeah, other people yeah. in it? That looks decent. And it's not like a spoiler to say, I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment on it. I've heard a, I've heard a clip of it and it sounds wooden as fuck. Like the way they talk to each other. Like, hey, how old are you? I'm six years old. Mm, are you sure? You look 11. No, he's definitely six. He looks older than six. He looks 11. No, I'm six. It's, it is a bit like that. And I heard a review saying that and it wasn't just me. The just trailer the didn't seem that, but they probably picked the, no, best, it didn't. the most, like, the best bits of acting where they were like going, oh, well, the trailer's fair, cut, isn't it? Really well, yeah, quick. And also it's, it's just not... them going, looking surprised and then looking old yeah. and looking young and yes, yeah, so right. I bet there's one hell of a twist at trailers, the end. Trailers never look, make films look shit. Trailers, no. that's the whole point of a trailer. They yeah, make a shit film look film, good. So, yeah. Just edit it together. <laughs> good so trailer so film. you got this film old and it's obviously set on this beach, right? And then uh, so you think, oh, Matt, that's actually looking pretty decent. It's actually looking pretty good. Like, it's a, is, is he back on form? Are we at Sixth Sense? Are we unbreakable here? Yeah. Are we going again? Is he back? And then you find out, then I find out, that wait a minute, this is, and it's not a secret, it's out there. It's not his story. It's based on a graphic novel called Sandcastles. So in the week, I was like, right, well, I'll get the graphic novel and read it. So I read it. And it's basically the what, probably what his story is. They're all on the beach. Everybody ages. Everyone dies on the beach, right? That's it. There's no spoiler, no twist, nothing. They go on this beach. They can't get off the beach. There's loads of like tension and shit kicking off. There's something pretty like crazy happens is where- Is there a mystery box? Someone gets pregnant and then the baby gets born and the baby grows up really quickly and they're all dead. And that's it. But I'm not spoiling the film because it's not the film. Because I do know this, that the film- He's basically tacked on his own end into it and his own beginning. He's changed. He's like that in this, right? There is no mystery. You don't know what the mystery is. It never tells you. He's explained what I think what the mystery is at the end of the film. He's put like some kind of like twisty McTwist. In it, sounds right? a bit like no spoilers, lost. please. And that's the bit that apparently ruins the all oh, the reviews I've heard. And I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on it. But they say that ruins it. You so that got me th- thinking that he. So it's not just that, right? So we got that film, yeah. So that's not his original idea. And then I remember when Village came out, right? You know, the one where they're all in the woods yeah. and you went to think it's... The oh, old... it's modern time, but it turns modern... out. Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys, you haven't seen that. I found out that there's basically, at the same time that came out, there's a Nigel Neal who did the stone tape. Nigel Neal did Quate Mass and loads of famous stuff. He did one called The Road. It's actually on YouTube if you want to watch it. And it's all in black and white and it's about a group of people that live... Did you say Quatermass? Do you mean Quatermass? Quatermass in the pit or Quatermass in the pit? Quatermass would make more sense. Sony, Sony, Sony. Potato, potato. You say Quatermass, I say Quatermass. Let's call the whole thing off. So anyway, uh, that's by the by. We all know what I'm talking about. He's... uh, Jalidi, Jalali. They're in this woods. And... uh, it's the same story. So they're all in the woods. It's the olden times. And then basically they see these headlights coming in and they re- you realise at the end the twist is they're next to a motorway and it's modern. So he's taken that story and made it again. But he's like, he's I've never seen it. Stories, I've though, never seen it. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of the right, road. Okay. The sad thing about me is, right, when that film came out, I rang up the Sun newspaper and I was going, who's ripped that film off? And they're like, what are you talking, goodbye, <laughs> up on me. And I was like getting all upset about it, yeah. So that was pathetic. <laughs> is that actually true? <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> I was like, I thought I was the only one that noticed. The Sun! And I was like, please, you've got to tell everyone. Uh, were, you, were, you, were you doing that because you are hoping to get 250 quid nah, as well? Or people to know. I was like, how the fuck? Everyone's like, oh, yeah. this is such a good how idea. can I get this information I'm, out there? I'm proud of you. I'm actually right. proud of you. <laughs> So there's that one. Uh, Like, yeah, that's someone else's idea. Then as I was Googling this, I found out, you know that show he did on Apple TV called Servant? Yeah. Apparently, 
If you, no, you I could, don't actually. You, well, there's one on Apple TV called Servant. I haven't seen it, and it's like a Shyamalan series. If you go online, you find out that it's fucking that is also ripped off. And the woman made a film is in two thousand. Is that a presents or produced, but like produced or presents? No, he wrote thing, it. Or he, he's, wrote oh, he has that. written. He's directed it. But he, this woman, did a film in two thousand thirteen, which is the same fucking story, and she's suing them for ripping him off and taking it and just making it all in, saying it's his. Right, so that's another one he's done it with. Ripping her uh, off. Yep, yeah, ripping her off. But then. You think about all them, and then the biggest one. Uh, I, lo- I look for a few more like signs, the happening. They're not, but they're just shit, aren't they? All them like his worst films, all the ones that are the best he's ripped off. And then you think, oh, the Sixth Sense, that's an original idea, and then you find out, ah, uh-uh, that's not original either. He took that from there's, you know, uh, are you there's something called Are You Afraid of the Dark, which is like a teenager show, yeah. and in that one of the stories is about a girl girl whose boyfriend is dead who doesn't realise he's dead because she sees ghosts, and then at the end you find out he's dead, and he said. I've never seen that I don't know nothing about it but really so all the, all his biggest hits apart yeah. from Unbreakable and I, I was looking for that I was thinking he must have got that from somewhere his stuff he's basically nicked and changed around and then just made it himself so that's why I don't like him yeah. I think he's a fucking hack he is yeah he's go. a hack I think he's done too many shit films to be that I mean I did like Sixth Sense when I first saw it of its time Ooh. I mean this is before it's before the Twin Towers well, this is the time of DVDs. Yeah, of course, I liked them all. That one. Well, that DVDs have just come out. In fact, but they so. make his films make money, don't they? So, um, but I think I had that. Room, I had okay. that room for me by the eleven o'clock show by Ian Lee and Daisy Donovan. They were like, and they, and shame on me because I hadn't actually seen like I hadn't kept my finger on the pulse for some reason. I hadn't actually bothered watching all the latest films. I hadn't gone to the cinema anyway. And they're like, well, for anyone who hasn't seen The Sixth Sense, uh, Bruce Willis is a ghost. And I'm what sure, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I heard that on the radio. On it was they did a similar thing on radio. I was driving was home like, and I hadn't seen it, and they like said that on radio. Six months after, one. but I think I'd already. I think I must have known by then already. I think I must have found out. I think I'd already went into watching it, knowing the twist, and then was just trying to work out whether I would have worked it out. I've or always not. found Ian Lee a bit weird. I thought it was. I've always found him a bit like confrontational whenever he talks to anyone. Like I've always when I used to listen to his radio show, and now he's on Twitch. When everyone phones in or talks to him, he's always a bit like. Wasn't he me too? Like, was it Ian Lee that was? No, he's gay, isn't he? Or yeah, he's fucking, bisexual. Sure. He's always a bit like a tacky. I think he did get me too. Well, yeah, not that, that doesn't mean he can't meet up. Means he me too's boys and girls. So, uh, yeah. But, and he fell down a well, oh, didn't he? Huh? <laughs> he fell down a well is... last year. All right. I think was, um, he had to stay there for a while. It's true. I'm not just making this up. It really traumatised him. He spoke about it because people thought it was funny. They didn't like give him any love after falling down a well. I think he was there for like a day or so. Anyone yeah. watch He-Man? No, what, on the Netflix? The new He-Man? Kevin Smith's getting a lot of grief mm. about that. From who, you? No, the internet. Yeah, but what are your thoughts on it? Don't, I don't care what I the internet thinks. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, oh, right, right. okay. Well, what are you talking about it yeah, for? Yeah. No, no, we haven't then. So, I haven't yeah, no, just asking. So oh, we, we might have it. I know it. what you're saying. I, I saw that YouTube video you sent me where the guy's going, oh, uh, I don't like it. He-Man's not in the first episode and women are well, so no, powerful in, in it. Oh, he's in the first episode. He's not there anymore. I was like, oh, fuck it now, mate. It's a kid's show. Give it a rest. About the power of women. Give it a rest. Ayers. Because it's about Tila, isn't it? And she goes lesbian and gets a, I want to see the manager haircut. So well, it's only yeah, no, we'll have to party, watch it. I'm not that bothered. I'll tell you what we did. Watch. I was never really big into He Man anyway. Well, have you watched anything else this week? Has anyone watched anything right. this week that's good? Well, you haven't watched He Man, so you can't really talk about it unless you're going to talk about old He Man. Uh, why are we having a go uh, at each other? You why is it that... not so aggressive? Well, go no, on. You, you just went, oh, we're not. I'll cut you we off. Did, yeah. So go on then. So I'll say, should we watch it and then talk about it next Yeah, we week? could do what, yeah. now? No, we'll, we'll watch it next week. We'll watch it in the meantime. Okay. In the week, we'll watch it. All right, Ram Man. I'm a dad, 
<laughs> Omar Jalili does look I mean most like Ram Man if okay, okay. witchy man. so as I was saying Correct. have you watched anything else have you actually watched something this week no nah. good I've been working oh. we watched Woodstock 99 didn't we yeah the documentary. Woodstock 99 that was, that was quite eye opening because obviously I was aware of it at the time but it was quite interesting uh, what they're saying about new metal and about the fucking the wave behind it how it was all just frat boys and there was no message behind the music how it was all shit mm. how they just come from like some really good stuff from, like with Nirvana where, well yeah where the the uh, that movement in rock sort of died with Nirvana basically and after that came new metal and that's when all the fucking dickheads came through like Limp Biscuit and Kid Rock and, all, and then like Kid Rock at Woodstock 99 it was known as rape stock. They called it rape stock because there's all these women who fucking got molested, raped, groped. They were just trying to crowd surf and they had the guy from Offspring, the lead singer from Offspring, going, guys, this isn't cool. I see some women trying to crowd surf here and you're like just sticking your fingers up their ass. Limp Biscuit and all this that stuff. Well. Oh, wasn't there a riot as well? I remember this from actually... No, Limp Biscuit was encouraging everything. No, no, no. You know that they tried to blame it all on no, Fred apparently Dallas. though, you know that documentary? Yeah. They cut the bits out where Limp Biscuit is saying, can everyone call out? They oh, are actually telling okay, everyone oh, chill oh, out. Fair play to him then. Because he did... Cat Limp Biscuit and Foo Fighters caused it. the riot. Well, no, no, and they, the no, they didn't. Down. The documentary, documentary didn't. The fucking the guys talking on the documentary, yeah. the guys who ran it, yeah. made out. The yeah, documentary was out. actually quite impartial, but I yeah. almost fell for it then. But then they did cut out the bit. They made it, yeah, that part. They could have right. left that bit in. They tried to make out it was the bands that caused it all, when yeah. really it was the festival yeah, organizers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fred Durst, Fred Durst was just going, basically just going uh, going along with the shit that they'd already done. They'd ripped down the fences and everything. He's just going, like, yeah, cool. Oh, for anyone that. Basically, he goes, basically he goes like, uh, they were crowd surfing on bits of plywood and then so he's, and he's going he's going like but he had they're already doing that he didn't go like hey guys rip down the plywood and crowd surf on it he was just going along with it and then once he'd done it he's going yeah cool you're crowd surfing on plywood but he's a dick I don't understand why he's so popular anyway it, it like, sounds like because I remember it actually happening now when because when you said Woodstock 99 it didn't mm. um click in my head but I remember it happening and seeing it on the news and stuff and it was like sort of a precursor to the fire festival wasn't it yes, really yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah. but yeah exactly but they weren't stuck on an island but, but the thing is the movement because like the, the bird from I think what the jewel said or Cheryl Crow as well. Only three like, women there as well. Yeah, yeah, they were the only ones in the lineup. It's like and they put them on a different day just to stretch it out. Like, yeah, we got ch- we got chicks here. It's like new. It's like Limp Bizkit, Kid Rock, Cheryl Crow. <laughs> and stretch like, out the women. And Alanis Morissette. It's like, and they're all just going like, boo! We want new metal. We came here to finger girls, crowd surfing, and throw piss at the stage, man. That's not ironic. Like, but yeah. they were saying like, the, you know, the organisers, <laughs> they're greedy fucks because they did Woodstock '94 <laughs> and they did another one. Was there three Woodstocks? Was Woodstock '94? Yeah, there? it was '94 as well that, that, yeah, but that, they that fake, the like, basically Woodstock what happened was pills. the original Woodstock Woodstock 94 the interesting thing about this documentary it says most people's idea of the original Woodstock is from that original Woodstock documentary where it's all chilled out and peace and love but it wasn't like that at all oh, yeah, there was fucking shit loads yeah. of violence there were people Biker getting gangs in. stabbings and, and all, shit. all the, sorts of shit the greedy the pricks that organised it were like well greedy and they hated in the Woodstock 94 they hated people sneaking through the fence even though they made fuck loads of money off it they sold out but they made fuck loads of money so they put Woodstock yeah. 99 on a military base like with no shelter nothing from the sun it was like the hottest day of the year the fuck main yeah. two main stages were like a mile apart and you had to walk across hot tarmac to get to each stage you were locked in this military base right it was like I just said nowhere to shelter from the sun there was fresh water but everyone was like dancing in the water and bathing in it and they cut all the pipes and there was fucking water going everywhere Bottled water was like $4 or someone said $6. Yeah, but it was $4, like $4 yeah. for bottled water. So no one could like afford it. And so everyone just started going nuts. No, and they get, and they fucking, and they got uh, the usual shit that happens at festivals like Glastonbury where it gets muddy, logged out, like totally logged yeah. with mud or whatever. They 
because the water was so expensive, they had these pipelines running through. So the, the, they just, the festival goes just like, fuck it, tap it in, and they just broke open the pipes, which obviously just to get a bit of water, just fuck yeah. up the supply, flooding the whole place. And then all the toilets all got mixed in with it. So yeah. no one knew, they all thought they were jumping uh, around in mud, but they weren't. They were all just slushing around in shit, all jumping around like, Crowds they like, turned the uh, bins upside down, they were banging them all day long, doing like slip and slides, like doing slip and slide and load of shit going, Yeah, with yeah! their mouth and that going, Yeah, woohoo! And they Spring break. burned everything at the end, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. they were like burning yeah, lorries, when, yeah, and the they police were like just choppers, the police choppers, and everything, like martial law almost like came in. They only made two hundred thousand dollars, yeah. And the, it said a year later, the Idaho festival started, and that was actually turned into Coachella, that is Coachella. And every year that yeah. makes like $124 million now or something stupid amount of money. But because this one was so badly run and there was another interesting thing about it was it was talking about how MTV, the people at the festival hated MTV because MTV had started catering for younger teenagers. TRL or whatever it was. They just handed down. Yeah, yeah and, and down, they were hating all, all that all as well. the new metal that they loved was getting part like Backstreet Boys and uh, NSYNC and that was all over MTV so every time the, the MTV guys were there they were coming and going no man this sucks you've changed the MTV man and the whole vibe there was they just catered to all these fucking rich college like white like yeah. white blokes places, and that was the whole demographic there was like there was women there but like yeah oh, just, just to be groped and raped and basically one other little fact about that documentary because you know at the beginning of it it said music box or something like that mm. that is the first in a series of music documentaries on HBO Max that's the first one there's like going to be a load of them um, and another interesting thing I found today, because obviously I wanted to just go on, I was going on YouTube just typing Woodstock 99 just to see if there's any footage of it. And there's someone's whole video of the whole festival. Someone filmed the whole thing on their video camera, like Handycam. Wow. And it's got like bits of people smashing stuff up and they're like filming. You know the bit we saw yeah. at the end of it where they're pulling all those boards down and pulling all the scaffolding over? He's filming that and walking around it. So it's over an hour long as well. And it's even got them coming home from the festival and going into their house and stuff like that. It's pretty decent. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. It was interesting as well because you're seeing the guys there. Because obviously the people there were the same age as us. Obviously, if we'd been in America at the time, we might have been... Well, I don't know, because some of the line-up there... A couple of the bands I might have gone to see, but anyway, James Brown. But they were they were all about our our age, sort of forties in their forties, or that. and yeah. the way they talk about now, talking about going calmly and going like, oh yeah, that was, it was awful, man, it was awful. And then the next scene is like, of course I was there doing it, man. Of course, yeah, I was burning shit. Like, of course, I was twenty years old. Like, I was a dick, and, and I was thinking, yeah, I suppose yeah. I probably I probably would have been as well at the time if I was there. And you got, he said you got caught up in the moment. It's Lord well, it's of the Flies, think, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's like Lord of the Flies sort of type thing at the end. Yeah. So one, the other documentary, um, <coughs> this was at the same time as um, Woodstock was that documentary called Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised and it's directed by Questlove and it's about um, a soul festival in Harlem in 1969 and it went by completely peacefully it was filmed for tv but they never ever sh- they never showed it and now he's re-edited it together was it every weekend it, as well it Did- was f- over the course of six weeks yeah that's it uh, and it's all, all the main soul, soul singers of the time and uh, is that soul on Apple act. TV. What's that on? I, I think, think it's Hulu. Oh, Hulu. Yeah. So that yeah. would be Disney. It's on Disney Plus because oh, Hulu Disney Plus shows a lot of Hulu stuff in this oh, country, okay. but you I can't obviously that. get Hulu. The only one you can't get in this country is HBO Max. Mm. That's the only one that has really good shit on it that you can't get. So you have to obviously try and download it all. Because where's not on that anything. Woodstock? Um, HBO Max. That's yeah, HBO so Max you have to download it. There's nowhere else to see it. If someone wants to watch it. But yeah, the vibe was all... The, the whole point of Woodstock 99 was there was nothing... They weren't doing it for anything. It was just money. Whereas before, no. it was like free love and everything. There was a sort of political 
messy. I don't know. There, were, no there was a movement. Like, there was a movement going on, like, like social political movement. I think going some on. people were trying to make money in the sixties. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously the organisers <laughs> were. There was still money to be made, but it wasn't. The, it wasn't charging four dollars a fucking yeah, bottle. The same like, completely. Yeah. yeah, but that's it. None of the kids knew about Woodstock. They were yeah, like, yeah. I don't know exactly. Yeah, they didn't even know, and they were going like, yeah, like Jimi Hendrix. Like someone went on stage. I think Wyclef was doing like burning his guitar, and there's all these bemused people down the front going like, why the fuck's he burning his guitar? They didn't even realise. Jimmy Hen- they didn't even know who Jimi Hendrix was they're like oh who played Star Spangled mm. like, MTV guy asked one of these dickheads who played who did Star Spangled Band at the original Woodstock he's like oh, I don't know man like, and it's like fucking hell like, I'm English and I know it's fucking Jimi Hendrix what, I mean what the fuck these American I thought millennials were bad now but it's no there's thick people all the time these people are the same age as me now and they didn't know that shit well, back like, then I, so. I, I tell you what I don't think um, they would get away because MTV because it talked about a lot about where they were showing girls gone wild back then and shows yeah, where women yeah, yeah. with their tits out oh, yeah, yeah. and MTV were constantly filming women they're going get your tits out show us your tits yeah, yeah. and women were doing it but like that wouldn't happen today it was yeah, a different time it, it was a different time that was the mantra as well the, the overwhelming mantra of the whole documentary was show us your tits and that was the ongoing thing and that's all anyone was just going around going show us your tits but women were showing their tits to be fair like so I'm not so saying they encouraged I'm not saying they deserved to, to get groped and all the rest of it uh, in the slightest, but I mean, they. So where can you see? This is like your. This is like your heaven chat from last week. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, where can you see dig, tits dig, these dig. days other than the afterlife? Um, you can see them in my back garden when I put out uh, my fine array of seed until uh, they get mutilated by a squirrel. Or blue, grey, and any others? Sorry, my signal's gone. Oh, uh, so what type? What types? Blue and grey. Any others? Um, blue, grey, and coal tits. And great. And if you go down to the river, you will see uh, marsh tits as well, which are a bit like coal tits, but they're more sort okay. of greeny hue. Take me to the river. That reminds me, you're a big bird guy, aren't you, Chris? You like Sesame Street? What, big birds? No, I like just nice women that take care of themselves. Okay. <laughs> well, here's one for you. Um, there's a board game you can get, but it's also on the Switch, and it might be on Steam as well, and it's called Wingspan. And you basically, it's like a card collecting game. We have to get different birds and it plays their like song and you have to create a bird sanctuary. And apparently it's meant to be very, very good. It's called a wingspan if you want to look for it. Some I've, of you. I've got it in my I switch, but. I'm a bit of a, um, I think it's cruel to keep birds. No, in they're cages cards. They're not real. They're virtual like birds. <laughs> they're virtual. Yeah, I know. But the Even principle virtually. is if I was a vegan, I wouldn't play a game about butchery. So if you if you look up mm. if you look up like birds on the internet, do you feel think that they're trapped in trapped in the pictures? No, I mean, come on, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, obviously Greg's big subject is coming up. We're still not here, but I just want to say uh, one of the things I've noticed that no one does anymore, and used to hear this a lot, is David Bellamy impressions. Has anyone else noticed that? No one does a David oh, Bellamy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Chris? Oh yeah, lovely. The bug under this reef is. Do you reckon people don't do? To you, it's a bird sanctuary. To me, it's a bird penitentiary. <laughs> do you think people don't do the impressions anymore because they've forgotten how to do them and yeah. what he sounds like? I don't know who he is. Like Woodstock, he's not current. He's not current enough. We've got a big problem with bees at the moment. Hey, tell us more, Johnny. Honeybees are voracious. Do you remember on the telly for ages, they've been telling us that bees are going extinct and if the bees die out, we're all going to die? Mm. Yeah. Well, now the problem is too many people are keeping bees. 
and the honeybees. That's not a problem. The, the murder hornet, because there was that murder hornet documentary we watched, and they were killing the bees, and they were like, they yeah, kill no, the bees, we'll all die. No, they're complaining about um, trendy people in cities keeping uh, beehives, and yeah. now there's too many honeybees, and they're getting rid of the other type of bees. So swings and roundabouts what with the other bloody type bees. Of bees. What, the ones that just sting you? They're rubbish bees. I don't know what the other type of bees are. No, the other bees make honey, bees. but they're not honey what, bees. What, some bees make soup? Soup bees, yeah. Don't forget about the soup bees. Coffee bees. Steak bees. Well, no, the the people at Kew Gardens are worried about the 6,000 wild pollinators across the UK because there are more types of bees than just honey bees. The grill chef bees. And they're getting alarmed about the number of beehives in London. They've doubled over 10 years. Bacon bees. When you look this shit up in the world. I don't know, yeah. Like, you sit and you think, oh man, bees, this will be a good chat. Everyone's asking bees. I've got some bees. How much have you got on it? What you should do is bring up the subject. I thought Steve and Ladybird would be interested in that. Save it for the brand. We bring up a subject is that you should have a lot to say about yourself so that if no one else has got anything, then you can, then right. you can talk about it. Here's my, I'll give you some you've got boys. nothing on it. Episode 92, right? Yeah. Films that came out in 1992. There we go. That's you give me a letter and then I'll name you a film with that letter that came out in 1992. I'll name, I'll, no, I'll do Any letter. T, T, Terminator T. 2. No, not, actually, it's 91. Yes, I set that up for you. Yeah. No, not Terminator 2, though, because that's too obvious. And it's not, well, that think. was 91, I think. Yeah, technically. Let me well, think. No, it's 91 in America, 92 here. I think because the large mason bee used to be found in southern England and Wales and that's now only found in one single site in North Wales so it's a shame really Timescape <laughs> yeah but other bees aren't killing those bees off it's so you should still have lots of bees well, that's oh, what the people at Kew Gardens say okay Toys with Robin Williams came out in 1992 you ever seen that the classic <laughs> film Toys yeah you just looked it off yeah. no fuck off this is in my head Twin Peaks <laughs> Firewalk with me 1992 oh, yeah but that's fi- it's called Firewalk with me not, it's not that's t- what I said Firewalk with me Twin Peaks yeah, Firewalk yeah, with me yeah it's not called Twin Peaks Firewalk with me it's called yes Firewalk- it is oh, Twin is Peaks uh, Firewalk with me I it's called Firewalk with me well you're but, yeah. fucking wrong mate well, well here's, one, here's one for you Chris the six banded nomad bee used to, um, used to be fairly Have any what other- about C so, oh, is see, okay, mate. Cliffhanger. See, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, you, well, <laughs> you got? Uh, oh, I oh, know. I've got one. Uh, I think for '92. Um, Candyman. Oh, no, 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 no. It was one fucking. Oh, it's a ch- the Chaplin. Cha- no, no. It's Chaplin. The, the chase. It's the chase with with Charlie Sheen. I think of Charlie Sheen and Kirsty Swanson. Christy Swanson, who was the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It had it had Flea and Anthony Kiedis in it. From Red Dot Chili Peppers and Henry Rollins chasing yeah. them down the fucking road. There's sure. some big films from '92. I need to check that though. The Crying Game, um, oh, yeah. Criss Cross, Cool World. I think if you were going to do a film from 1992 beginning with C, you'd use sure. Candyman, and that would tie in with the bees theme, wouldn't it? Oh, Candyman, nice shout. Mm. Yeah, I said that. You didn't hear me yeah. say oh, it. Sorry. When Wayne's World is that? Is that one? That doesn't uh, begin with I C, does it? Yeah. Yeah. We can change. Yeah, Wayne's World was '92. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, how about you? Na- I tell you what. You name a film, and I'll give you the year. The bees. The gentleman always knocks twice. Uh, yeah, a, fil- a film that I've seen. Seventy, <laughs> well, uh, seventy-five. Um, <laughs> the postman always knocks twice. Anyway, so there's no such film as the gentleman yeah, always knocks yeah. twice. <laughs> and the, the postman, the postman knocks. knocks always knocks twice. What's about seventy-five? Deadpool. Which one? The, the first one. Oh no, Deadpool's new, isn't it? Yeah. I'm thinking of the what's the Clint Eastwood film? Uh, 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 what? Spawn. Oh, Deadpool. Yeah, no, yeah, that is it's, no. Is there a Clint Eastwood film called Deadpool? Nineteen eighty-eight, I think. Clint, fucking hell, you're Dirty Harry. Well, look it up. No, I don't need to. I oh, just trust you. Oh, okay. What yeah, about no. the Swarm? The Swarm. Oh, the, the bees. Fit, fit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was in the nineties. I don't know. Fucking no, hell, you're the original. Hey? Oh, the original. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen hey, it. I've so. got a question for you. Nineteen seventy-eight. Okay. You guys like science, your science fiction films, don't you? Yeah. What do you reckon's better science fiction film, The Matrix or The Lawnmower Man? <laughs> <laughs> Lawnmower Man, 92. 
That's not well done. Is it? I, I think it is. Seen it the Matrix man, was yeah. later, wasn't it? You never seen it later. Yeah. Was that bit only only seven years later. That, that, so it's ninety nine. The Matrix. That's yeah. weird. You think like wow. fuck me, it was ages ago. But the Matrix. That's what I'm saying. Comparatively, Lawman Man's way ahead of its time. <laughs> yeah. But everybody thinks the Matrix is the film that's ahead of its about, time. Have you read the book, The Lawman Man? So do you know what? It's, it's not a book. Stephen so, King. Stephen King Night Shift. So it's ba- it's a four page book. Yeah. Right? It's based on a four page book. It's based on a bloke that looks like Johnny. A right. Four page book. Yeah. It's four pages. Four pages. It's not a book. It's it's Night Shift. It's short stories, oh, isn't right. it? Okay. So and and the Lawmower Man is one of those short stories. So it's within yeah the book. It's based when it says based on the book. Well, it's not. It says based on the short story, doesn't it? How anyway, the short story sorry. is very short, and it's basically a guy that looks like Johnny. Is it around yeah. four Handsome pages? Lads. It's a, it's a guy that looks like Johnny. Handsome lad with BMX cars. It's a guy that looks like Johnny, crawling around on all fours. So he's got a lawnmower. He goes round and he's basically like a potato that's rolled on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and he's basically a telepathic potato man. Looks like Omar Jalili, who follows his. He's, he's got a uh, not tele- telekinetic. He uses telekinetic powers to send his lawnmower around, chopping grass, and he follows it around on all fours, eating the grass like a cow. And then and then everyone looks at him like a weirdo or something like that. And then he sends the lawnmower off the the porch and it chops someone up. That happens in the film. That bit is in the film. At some point. Jeff Fahey, who the main character, who's the lawnmower man guy, Jeff Fahey. How do you say his name? It's spelled F A H E Y. How would you Fahey. say? Fahey. Fahey. Yeah. Fahey. Fahey. Anyway, that guy, he's the lawnmower. He, he sends this lawnmower off at some point after he's got out of his virtual reality suit or whatever. He um, sends this lawnmower off the porch at some point. Anyway, that's the only bit that's in the book. It's just yeah. I was just wondering, how many films has Stephen King ripped off with his books? I just want to say that I am happy for Ian Sterling and I'm sorry about everything I said and it just makes me sound, you're right Greg, it makes me sound bitter and horrible and I am deeply apologetic for it and good luck to him. No, I mean you may have a case of Ian Sterling. I know I said all that stuff earlier about what guys, what is wrong, bitter and everything. I think with Ian Sterling, I don't know, I'm not sure. I think Jack Whitehall, I, know, I hate to say it, but I think he's put enough work in and has done enough. I'm not saying he's really funny or anything, but I think he's he's more talented than Ian Sterling. I'd just like to congratulate Barry there for ensuring that that whole section stays in. Well done. No problem. So the big subject of the week is um, comedy. Greg talked about the afterlife this week. He wants to talk about comedy. Let's talk about comedy and comedy influences and stuff. And what makes obviously we've all got fairly similar tastes in comedy. Something with some things because well, but that's why we're doing this podcast together, I guess. Because we we all sort of like the idea of trying to be. I mean, be a bit. Funny. So, what's the first question? First question is Johnny. What first? What do you remember first making you laugh as a child? What what made? What do you think was really funny? You thought, all right, that's that's brilliant. I want to watch that all the time. Or I want to be like that. Or did you want to be funny when you were a kid? Did you go like... Uh... Had to be. I was a small child. <laughs> um, I've grown into my comedy. Had to be, but you weren't. Humour. So... <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Oh, no, you are funny. I, I like, you were um, a funny child. I was a fan of the Marx Brothers. Yeah. Did um, you watch them as a child? Yeah. Did, who showed you them? Did you just find I them? I remember. Like, Marx Brothers, obviously things like Lauren and Hardy and all that stuff. But I was just thinking of something that I was particularly into and still am. Like yeah, uh, Groucho. I used to like Groucho Marx and the other and the Marx Brothers generally. So how old were you when you were into Groucho Marx? So you t- I'm talking young. I'm saying that. Like, so like really, uh, like are you talking t- teenage years or are you talking? No, no, I'm talking like kids, like yeah, like kids, yeah. five, six years old sort of thing. I think if, if I remember, yeah, yeah, and think of the, things like that and the Three Stooges and stuff like that. All right, so probably... I used to be on TV and stuff. Oh, oh, oh man, 
talking bad stuff like yeah, yeah. Lauren yeah. Hardy and stuff like that. Stuff yeah, from, yeah, stuff from your time. No, I like the Muppet Show. Stuff from your time, okay. Hey, um, Barry, I'll, I'll ask you the same question. I'll yeah. ask you all three. Okay. Um, well, first I'll start by doing a little Three Stooges skit. Hey, get that painting down. Oh, yeah, 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 um, I think one of my earliest influences was a couple of people actually. Uh, Kenny Everett used to love well, Kenny yes, Everett when I, I was young. When I was a kid. Uh, now he's yeah. absolute dog shit. Whenever you look at him now, absolute trash. Really? Yeah, of course. I, I, but I, when you're a kid, you I, loved it because it was aimed. The annual, still quite the annual was good. And Scott Bakula. And if I ever met anyone that's, I think... Was that about Scott Bakula? Yeah, him. Because there's something what? about Scott Bakula that I used to find really funny when he used to jump into different people's bodies. <laughs> and a, uh, I was always, I always wanted to meet Scott Bakula, yeah. I always wanted to meet him. And I was thinking if I ever met anyone that had ever met him and they could tell me anything about him, anything at all, <laughs> oh, Barry. that'd be a privilege, <laughs> an absolute privilege. What Barry's getting at is because... Uh, what was that? <laughs> Barry's getting out because I, I I didn't meet Scott Bakula. I saw what? Scott Bakula when I was in uh, Universal Studios in California. What in 1989? When did I go? No, 91. What a small, small, crazy world. Scott Bakula. I was at Universal Studios okay. with my family. We was on a family holiday, and we were did wa- he come into your body? <laughs> no, I'm <I've> retarded. He's <laughs> <laughs> saving that for Barry when he when he dies. But he's gonna have a seance. Uh, no, yeah. So we were going around the, the we're going around. The, that's what reminded me. We were watching the Back to the Future, the, sto- the movies that made us on Netflix. Talking about so all the interesting behind the scenes stuff you didn't know about Back to the Future it was quite interesting. But the 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 set for the the main set, which they had to redress up twice, obviously is uh, in eighty five and fifty five chronological order, didn't yes. they? <laughs> in the square, the, that square where the fucking lightning hits the clock tower or whatever. Um, that's all. That's all like three quarter size as well. If you drive around, anyway, we drove as part of the tour. You drive around that. Oh boy! Can't believe you're teasing me with this. Tin Can Alley. Oh boy! <laughs> story. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, a but anyway, story. But we saw or a story we, you've blocked out. Uh, no, it's, uh, no, it's just crap. Yeah, because we just saw him. He was in a red car with some blonde bird, and I was just like, oh, he's, he's doing it. Did he enter? Nice. Got... Did he enter your body? Uh, well, we said that already. Yeah, no, yeah, I thought no. we met him. I thought you'd met him. I thought you spoke no, to him no, and said, no. oh, Scott, I, I, went, oh, I hi, what's your name, kid? I said I met him and I didn't really. You told me that... I went out for dinner with him, yeah, yeah. long woman. And he said to me... <laughs> I... what? So wait a minute, you <laughs> you did know that yeah, he's... Yeah, I knew, oh, I was teasing him. Wow. I said to my parents, like, Mum, Dad, it's Scott Bakula. My dad went, go and have a word, son. See if he'll take you out with that blonde lady. And you went out for dinner. Maybe you'll have your first sexual experience with Scott Bakula and his blonde girlfriend. Culo means arsehole in Spanish. Bakula. Oh, so no, I, don't, I think that's how you say it. It's Bacula. Scott Bacula. Are you going to ask, ask Chris's influences then? Uh, yes, Chris. Yeah, early, I mean, the earliest ones, and then we'll get on to... Probably Scott Bacula. You know, <laughs> like, no, I'm joking. Um, I remember, like, a little similar to Johnny, actually, stuff that was on BBC Two at six o'clock. So I used to really love Albert, Albert and Costello. Albert. Um, <laughs> Albert. Big fan. <laughs> the confusion. Albert. He'll be presenting tonight, Albert. <laughs> no, Albert and Costello. Um, Jerry Lewis, I used to like as well. When you uh, like him as, when you like him as much as Chris 18. does, you call him Albert. I didn't hear what he said. <laughs> what was that last one? Uh, Murdoch from the A-Team. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Was funny when I was wow, a kid. yeah, me too. He was, he, and, I always wanted to be Murdoch when I was a kid. And, like, I've mentioned it before because it was one of my first records, but Animal House. I used to just fucking love Animal House when I was younger. I used to think... Um, and that's why I then used to love the Blues Brothers, but 
you get too much Blues Brothers after a while, don't you? Yeah. But um, I used to find... Um, I don't know what that means. Really funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, get too much Blues Brothers after a while, don't you? Uh, There's only two uh, Blues Brothers films, Blues no, Brothers I mean, 2000. Did you watch the first one too many times? I, mean the first, I was referring to the first one because yeah. it ends up loads, loads of references and after a while, you I, know... Honestly, stuff. I've not had Blues... I could watch Blues Brothers easily because I've, it's one of them films that I've not... I've always been aware of, but I didn't watch when I was a kid that much. And Animal House, I was I've never, never seen it. Animal House, I've only seen. I see if I'd watched Animal House as a kid, I'd probably like it a lot more. I've never seen it, but I've seen it. Have you never you've seen Blues Brothers? No, never seen it. You've never seen it. It's no, got the biggest you should watch it, mate. I know I should. I've seen all the little bits. Yeah, of it, it's got the biggest I've never seen car the film. smash pile up, hasn't it? It, it was Ever, the biggest yeah. car pile up. Uh, I think it still is. Yeah. On the film. It was, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I've I've always watched it in bits as well. I've no, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it like all the way through. Animal House, I have, but it doesn't stand up now. If I watch it now, I'm like, yeah, I don't. So I think the biggest car crash now is the Emily Atac show, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, like John Belushi's antics don't stand up. Like if you watch them now, or for me anyway, I'm like, yeah, I don't really get. I don't really get him being that. He's just loud and obnoxious and just uh, going, hey, I'm it's crazy it's party like guy. It's of its time. So yeah. I, I used to like, um, yeah, it was, yeah. I used to like Bill Murray, but he's now, it's fashionable to accuse him of being an arsehole on every film he's ever been in, apparently. But I still like Bill Murray. I still like, yeah, yeah. But I tell you who I do like, I did like the fl- the Fletch films. Yeah, what, uh, Tim and, Chase? Yeah, na- and obviously National Lampoon's stuff as well. Yes. The, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. the first one. But Chevy, but what about, Chevy what Chase about? was meant to have been a, Chevy Chase was meant to be like an insufferable arsehole Indeed, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, well, yeah and he, he fell out with Dan Harmon on Community, didn't he? A and lot Steve of Martin's supposed to be an insufferable arsehole as well. Yeah, you that. You're right. Um, but okay, I've got one for you. So, what about the young ones? When did the when did you Ooh, when did you first the kebab and calculator? Oh, I love yeah, it. So I I didn't I didn't watch them. Obviously, that came out in the early '80s. I would have only been like two or three when it was like originally. Yeah, I, aired. I watched them. But I watched it. I spoke. I don't know when I first watched it, but that I remember that being what a very early. You probably watched BBC Two repeats because they did that with Monty Python yeah. in like the '90s. They repeated it all on well, BBC again, Two. Monty mm. Python. That was, again, when did you get into Monty? Python? I don't. I never liked it. You never liked Monty Python. No, my uncle used to love Monty Python. Right. So I sort of convinced myself I liked it. So I used to watch it all, but I don't think I ever laughed at it once. I've never laughed at any of Monty Python, but I do like the films. I like Life of but Brian, you know, I like Holy Grail. John Cleese in some of the last You know, the South Park animation is, based, is all based on Terry Gilliam's, yeah. the, you know, the foot. I like the animation. Stuff, like, yeah, the, 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 foot, the foot coming down and, and stomping on a load of people or whatever. That style of animation has been copied by, let's say, the South Park boys and so many other people. It's sort of like Rick and Morty, all that sort of like slapdash all, all out of the blue. I mean, something physically happens. Like that's all come from Monty Python, um, like Terry Gilliam. I take it you've got another comedy question you're going to ask, haven't you? Yeah. Before you do, I just want to say something. No, no, I, you're, I you're, just remembered yeah. this because all week I've been practicing this. And you know, last week you talked about Bismarcky um, passing away. It was obviously very, very sad. And I'm not like so. All week I've been practicing my Bismarcky impression. Um, my version of um, what's this? Uh, just a friend. Just see what you think of this, guys. Uh, you. You got word me, but you say you're just a friend. Uh, you're, what's you doing that for? Like you fucking? What are you gonna cut that out? Yeah. You it sounds just pointless. All oh, right. So I practiced saying all said, week. Yeah, and you we just, said we dumped the Bismarcky. Do a little side eye to Johnny. Like yeah, that's going. Yeah, because you just we did the same thing. We said the same thing. Like we're not doing Bismarcky. Oh no. Oh, oh, no what? What? So if someone practices saying can put some work into it and effort into it. You're like, nah, just get rid of that. I'll leave it in now. No, leave it in. Embarrass him. Yeah. Oh, all right. It sounds like you're taking the piss out of someone. Well, no, dead. not thank you, mate. 
It was like we picked him up last week, did a nice tribute, and then you just start yeah, going. I'll do a fucking nicer tribute and now. Well, you don't even like let me mom. finish because I look up and I'm just about to finish it. I, so know, I, learn, was, all, I, was I learn all the words for his song. I look up at you, and all I see is you looking at Johnny if doing you the learn, fucking. You learn the rest of the words. So you learn you learn all the words and Go couldn't then. remember the title of the song, which is actually the chorus. <laughs> I learned all the words to that yeah, song, you but I, I knew you were going to cut me off, so I didn't want to fucking do it all. Do you want me to do it all? No. If you knew I was going to cut you off, why do it? Cut you off. No. Do another Bismarcky song, please. I, I, I love learned. it that much, Barry. I love it that much. I want you to do another one. All you do is hold back catalogue. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date, but a year to make love, she wanted yeah, you to wait? Let me tell you a story, Master. Like do you think his family going to listen to this or something? No, I don't think anyone's going to no, listen to it. Human beings. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice thing to do. <laughs> I don't know what you fucking oh, no, got. Fair, I don't uh, think it matters. I think no, it's you, a nice you thing lose to do, it at the mate. intro anyway. It doesn't like the people who... <laughs> Yeah, so when you're talking about the young young ones, I actually saw I was old enough to watch it when it was on, and I think I'm sure my mum did a a, a college a night course at the college, and the same day we used to we used to watch the young ones, and then I could stay up late and watch a V because that was on after. Oh yeah, cause, cause that's why I wanted to ask you first because you're a bit a old. Bugger. Yeah, you're because you're 53 or 64 yeah. or whatever. No, but you're, you're a few years older, like a good six, five, six years older than me. Yeah, some of that. So I thought, yeah, there's stuff that you may have watched that would have been different. Well, and the two of you are only a bit older. The goodies. Than me. Oh, I forgot the goodies. I could see. I never. I never. I was goodies, not exposed to the goodies. So, uh, that's uh, someone actually. This guy, right? He was watching the goodies, and he was laughing so much. You can find this is true. I'm not making this up. He's like, like just like my bismuth, my thing. Anyway, he's laughing so much. He actually died laughing, had a heart attack, and his wife wrote to the goodies and thanked them for like him <laughs> dying best. watching the goodies. Good way to go, isn't it? To be like fair, Tommy Cooper. Good way to go on stage. So, who was the bird watcher from the goodies? I just forgot his name. Bloody. No, it wasn't Bill Oddie, was it? Yeah. Or Tim Brooke Taylor. Bill Oddie is the bird watching, famously famous bird watching guy from the goodies. Yeah, because I went. Oh, um, uh, yeah, the goodies. Yeah, it was yeah. Bill Oddie, yeah. yeah. So we went to the Civic Centre when I was a kid. For some, I can't remember what it was for, something going on, and Bill Oddie was there, and you had to queue up and donate to some bird sanctuary or something to get his um, signature. So I queued up, and I think I gave, put 10p in, got his signature, and I'd lost it. This lost the signature by the time I walked back to my mum. So I, I, I may have thrown it away. <laughs> Do you know what I would have done? I would have gone there, I would have followed him back to the car, cuffed him over the back of the head, taken his keys and driven straight to that bird sanctuary and freed them all. Yeah, yeah. Bird penitentiary. Okay, I've got a comedy question for you. <laughs> if you could pick any comedy show you've ever seen and then go back and make it, like, say, way ahead of its time. The Grumbleweeds. The Grumbleweeds. Ooh. He's jumped in. Good one. But yeah, just make it way ahead of its time. Would you? What would you pick? Well, you'd obviously pick the Grumbleweeds. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm. Like, so say obviously the Young Ones is. I reckon the Young Ones is way ahead of its time. Yes, and so is the yeah. Office. I, I, that I was, was like one. I know Spinal Tap. The Young Ones still but... stands up to me as something completely out. Like it could be made today. Obviously, yeah. it looks very eighties yeah. and stuff. And some of the, the like the punk, the music and everything. Maybe you take that towers. away. But the actual the, the setup of the four people in the house, you could have, have that again today. As the like, was it show. comic strip students. students? That was way ahead of yeah. its time as yes. well. That was really yeah, good. Obviously, that was great as well. But that stuff that I sort of got into. Yeah, in, and I remember that watching that when it was on. Ca uh, cartoons were my massive influence when I was a kid. When like really small, yeah. but but I can't really remember uh, sort of teenage. Uh, Sort of childhood years. It's more like getting to 11, 12. I remember watching Mary Whitehouse Experience as well. That was oh, like, yeah. yeah. Now that yeah. has an age well. Yeah, yeah no, that, no, that, that has an age well. Milky, milky. But again, but, but the time it was amazing. There's there's certain comedians like David Baddiel who I appreciate a lot more now. I saw him as being a bit naff out of the four. Well, no, it's like you had Hugh Dennis who obviously went on to do more, um, and David Baddiel now has Robert, Robert Newman sort of disappeared. But he was sort of for me he was the more popular one out of Newman and Baddiel. 
yeah. And then and punt and Dennis, it was more Hugh Dennis Steve than punt. punt. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Steve Punt was crap. Like, and so, yeah, and, but, so, and I always thought Dave, David Baddiel was a bit naff out of the out of them in the Mary Wales experience. But so now. I listen to him more. He's sort of a comedian who's grown on me, sort of thing. As you've got, old, uh, as have got older, tell you he's, he's gone, got better with age. I I'll tell you, he's gone downhill. Richard Herring. Have you seen that hypno Richard Herring thing where he does live on stage interviewing people? Yeah. If you yeah. want to hear the most cringe-worthy thing I've ever heard in my life, it actually nearly made me throw up. Was the one where he interviews. Who's the other one that wrote Stephen the office? Stephen Merchant. Yeah, with Stephen Merchant. It yeah. Is, he even says at the beginning, yeah. "This is awful." He is such a cunt to Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant's always like telling him to fuck off. Oh, right, well, he's yeah, on stage. No, yeah, it's worth a listen. I, Richard Herring I can just be a bit find of a him really bitter. Huh? Yeah, you're right. Sorry. So I was just going to agree with you there, Greg. Yeah. I find Richard Herring like just the cunt. I just don't think he's that funny. No, I no. think he's really bitter by he, it that he's seen his mate go off. And yeah, yeah. Really I think for homework for next week, you should look up the R8 Richard Herring thing live, whatever, with Stephen Merchant, just for the cringe factor. And then next week, we won't mention it. We'll just give it a score out of 10 yeah, for yeah, cringe. I, I do, one thing I do like about Richard Herring's shows, though, he does some good research when before he asks them the questions. Yes. He, do, he knows some good stuff about them, but I definitely agree with you. He does always seem really... There's like a twist because yeah. he gave up stand-up comedy, didn't he? He's like, I'm not doing it anymore. I hate the audiences yeah. and all this shit because like, I was going there too. And but you're not funny, mate. That's yeah. why. Yeah, exactly. I heard that. Uh, so you know, did you watch? So Channel Four bought Taskmaster, didn't they? And they yeah. were showing Taskmaster, and then they um, basically didn't want to have two fat middle-aged white men on it, and they already had. Um, Ah, monkey! Oh, Johnny um, Vegas. They already had Johnny Vegas on there, and but Richard Herring, I think it was his manager or that is linked to the production company, and it was it's basically his last twist. Let's try and get him out there as exposure, and it was, yeah, it was yeah. just shit, wasn't it? It was the shittest Taskmaster series. It's put me off to watching Taskmaster. Oh, I've, now, I've seen them on vi- well, I haven't seen many of them to be fair. Oh, I know was Richard one. Herring on it then for a while. Yeah, there's, there's they have different comedians yeah, on one, the for one series. series don't they? Oh, right, I didn't know that. It's like House of Games, but, it, but for look like a, a week or well, it just didn't work. The, the ones on Dave, watching from the beginning, fucking brilliant. There's some real class ones, and some of the like Hugh Dennis and some of the older Wiley comics like Frank Skinner and that are actually quite good on it yeah, as Bob, well as Bob some Mortimer's, of the younger ones. Bob Mortimer's on it as well. Bob Mortimer being yeah, yeah. that. But having two of those characters, Richard Herring and Johnny Vegas, yes, yeah. it's like you're not as funny as Johnny Vegas, Richard Herring. Yeah. You I've just n- look like a miserable old man. I've never seen any episodes of Taskmaster ever. They're, they're good. Always they're, tells they're really good. And I don't yeah. doubt they're really good. But, uh, it's just one of those things you, I just haven't seen. Yeah, yeah well, and I still haven't. It's one of those things. It's on the. It's, if if I've got nothing else to watch, but I've got loads of computer games to play and all sorts of things to fill my day with. So uh, it's uh, presented but, yeah. by Rick yeah. Mail's giant it's brother, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was originally it was originally on the Fringe, and it would be done sort of after the shows, late at night in a. In a in a place, and it would be all the comedians playing off against each other, and it was that that was the premise, and they'd have loads of little silly games, and then they did that series for Dave, and it was like super popular. So then they started doing two series a year, and it's quite good, you know, it's quite funny. Some of them get diluted because they just might get the wrong mix of characters in yeah. there, but and sometimes they try and put someone in there, you think you can see their ticular box, yeah. Um, and but and, and again at the same time sometimes that character that person is actually surprisingly more funny than the professional people who are meant to be. Funny. The thing is, there's so many but, of them now that you can pick. A, you can look at it and go like, right, who's on this one? So you can pick out oh Bob Morton or whoever's yeah. on this one, and yeah, and yeah. pick and choose which one. So to what, watch. I yeah, you just just ignore the one with Richard Herring in it or whatever. Yeah, I watched a few with my yeah. mum where the one was the what's the blonde woman that 
pretend they pretend they're in the countryside or something. There's oh like, yeah, the, the, and it, but the, yeah, yeah. On that this one, country. on that one, yeah, yeah. They had um, I saw the one with her. In they it. had yeah. the gay Asian comedian. I bet they thought boxes ticked. Yeah, yeah. yeah Do yeah. you think? Yeah, because he was just a YouTuber. He wasn't actually a comedian. Oh, was he? I didn't know where he's from. But then all of a sudden yeah, yeah, he started no, being really he camp. He's starting to do oh. it, but he's a YouTuber. He got big on yeah. YouTube. Though. He's very. I know you're right. on about. Oh, I didn't know he was funny. I'm not having a go at him. I'm just talking about the box ticking. A lot of YouTubers can be. Bigger than TV shows, can't they, nowadays? Like, yeah. More viewers than TV shows. So I've got a comedy question. Would you rather be naturally funny um, or would you rather put the work in and be funny? So what I mean by that is I would say Stuart Lee's not naturally funny. Like, I don't think he could just talk. He can. Obviously, he interviews with him. He's hilarious. But he puts a lot of work into his shows. He wouldn't just get on stage and just talk at you. Do you mean would I rather be like me or be like you? I'd love to be like me. It's no, much no, easier. Being can't. naturally funny is much easier for me. No, I'm finished. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Please, please. You just asked me. I'm asking the question. I've finished the answer. I am naturally I'm funny. I've got I'm you some more examples. I'd love to be naturally funny, which I am. Would you rather be naturally <laughs> funny or a funny na- naturist? Um, so, uh, yeah, so as I was saying, funny. like... A funny naturist. So you've got Stuart Lee, yeah, which obviously you know puts the work in, hilariously funny. But then you've got comedians like Tommy Cooper... People used to say he's naturally funny. Like he didn't have to do anything. Like he would just be funny. And would you agree Bob with Mortimer. that? Bob Mortimer. Yeah, Bob Mortimer naturally funny. Yeah, I reckon I agree with that. Vic Reeves, like you could say, Jim Moore. Vic Reeves is, Jim Moore. is a perfect example. You could say Vic Reeves is, is puts the effort in. He does like all these bits and isn't naturally that funny. Whereas Bob Mortimer is. Harry Enfield quite funny said I look like Bob Mortimer. The weird thing is, I think. I don't know if you agree that Bob Mortimer's funnier than Vic Reeves, but it was it was Vic Reeves that started all that big oh, yeah. guy in and did it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, like, yeah. if it wasn't for Vic Reeves, Bob Mortimer like, wouldn't exist. I'm, I'm your I'm Bob Mortimer. What, yeah. Vic Reeves. what are you talking about, mate? Oh, I'm saying I'm saying that you're asking me what I'd rather be, and I'm saying yeah. I'd rather be what I am, naturally funny, and yeah. you're like a guy who puts loads of work in <laughs> and modest, super modest. <laughs> yeah. but you don't put any. You don't put super any work modest in. and non-judgmental, just like. I think G-Dog. the whole point of this podcast is we're not actually funny. Barry doesn't so. put any work in. To be fair, you listen back. No, it's that's the not spirit, funny. Barry. <laughs> no, just... we're like um, this is like cable TV, isn't it? This is like Wayne's World. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, I'm not even going to fucking bother we're editing like Wayne's this one. World in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, keep it real. Represent the hood. Yeah, that's what Just put some funny noises so, in as uh, music. Talking of comedy, uh, we wanted to do an, our own little Taskmaster thing, and it's called Greg's Challenge, where each week we give him a, a celebrity that he's got to go away for a week and practice. And then he comes back the week later with an impression of him. So obviously I did Bismarcky earlier, as you heard. That's good. And um, so I wish you'd stop saying that. Um, so I did Bismarcky earlier, as you heard. So Greg, this week we're going to set a challenge for you. And what I was thinking, Del Boy, but is that too obvious? Is that too easy? I don't. Think it's, I think it's just not very good. I think it's a bit of a crap one. I think we've got to go with. Can one. anyone think of someone? Tommy Co- uh, Rusty Lee. Rusty Lee, no, that's not good. That's no, she's not a comedian. And there's a woman. No, no. Let's do. Oh, we've made we something. That I'm not going to do a Les shit. Dawson. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do a that's shit impression like that's Barry. A, I'm going to try and actually exactly. learn how. That's to do a this comedian impression. I forgot that I really loved when I was younger. Les Dawson. Mm, Les Dawson. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's quite, a yeah. challenge. Oh, not really. I think I could do. All right, we'll try it now. Do your best, Les Dawson. Now. All right, I'm Les Dawson. Here's my hand. I do this with my hand. Blah, 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 blah. I'm Les Dawson. Alf Garnet. Have you heard Les Dawson before? Alf Garnet's a character. It's not Warren Mitchell. Yeah, Warren Mitchell. All right, I'm Warren Mitchell. I'm racist in the seventies, but it's all right. I mean, it was right then. Can you do two in a week or just one? <laughs> I'll just, I'll just do one. He, he wasn't really racist, was he? No, Mitchell. no, that's the whole point of the show. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It? he was just. But then, because that, that's that's the winner. Because then the racists loved it, and the non-racists loved it. So if we could come up with a character like that, what would that sound like, Greg? 
Not going to well, walk so into that Dawson. one, though. No, okay. We'll do... I'll, I'll do... <laughs> so, Les Dawson, this week, this time next week, we're going to yeah. have a, a pinpoint... No, don't play a recording of Les Dawson either no, and pretend it's you. No, I want to hear a fucking pinpoint <laughs> accurate <laughs> impression gonna, of Les Dawson. I'm going to pick a, a famous... Modern, modern. I'm going to pick a famous YouTube clip of Blankety Blank or something like that. Yeah. And then just do it verbatim. And then yeah. just oh, and, we can do just... Blankety Blank. Yeah, what about Jimmy Tarbuck? Blankety blank. One at a time, fellas. Blank. What am I doing? Yeah, no, I'm saying you could, you could host, you could host it and we could be the uh, either the contestants or celebrities. Yeah, no, it's just Chris is throwing out Jimmy Tarbo. Chris doing is throwing Les- out yeah. loads. Rusty <laughs> Lee, Alf Garnett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. just doing Les Dawson, right? Okay. I reckon he's done a Google. Do you reckon Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit is the angriest song ever written? Um, no, I mean, uh, it's, the, the, it's the most impotently angry uh, like song ever written, I think. It's like by written by, like, Frat, it's like a song written by frat boys for frat boys who who are angry at uh, the fact they didn't get enough What's pocket money. the angriest money. song? And could you do it as Les Dawson next week? Yeah. I think break stuff's the equivalent to anger of like jumping on your bed. Yeah. It's like, Meh, I'm angry. I didn't yeah, get my yeah, allowance. I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah. It's crap. Doing, doing. Yeah. It's, it's, it sums up fucking Woodstock. Like a load of kids are angry about nothing. But no, they're not. You know what I mean, you, you're, a, guy, you're a guy that likes to get angry a lot, aren't you? No, I don't like it. It's just it, you just can't help it's it. Just, yeah, just certain people fucking just, what just really good what at it. People, is there, you, Us, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's okay. there's only four oh, people. he didn't mention Chris. So he didn't mention there's Chris. Four people wind me up. You, Johnny. Yeah, no, Chris, Chris doesn't wind me up quite as much as I you two. I think you need to channel well, anger. Oh, so <laughs> let's talk about this. Okay, so have you seen a 1976 film called Network? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. you like that. We're not going to take it anymore. So how would you like, because obviously there's that and there's that Black Mirror episode, isn't there? Which is a similar story that Connie Huck wrote where he kicks off and then he gets made famous. Connie Huck wrote that one. Yeah. So in Network, you know the story, don't you, Network? There's a guy on TV, he kicks off, he goes fucking nuts about the show and the world and everything. But they love it. The ratings go up and he gets given a show. Yeah. What do you think that anger would be nowadays? If you could improvise that, improvise that the best you can now, get angry. But no. just how it would be now? You're what about phones or Ian Lee or not Ian yeah, Lee? I'd, I'd have to prepare. Jack White. I'd have no, don't prepare. It. Just do it from the heart. No, I'm not that. I'm not naturally that angry, Barry. I say like you've, you've got you've got to do more to bring okay, it out. Do you want me to do that. mine? Oh, that might that might make me angry. Yeah, go on then. Okay, <laughs> right. I see. Oh, those kids. Oh no, not that voice. Wait a minute. <laughs> so what was that voice? I'm not sure. I, I, I want to hear the voice he's not meant to do. I'm going to have my sandwich. I see all those kids out there with their mobile phones and their TikToks and their OnlyFans and their Snapchats. It's Bill Cosby. <laughs> I see the kids out there with their Snapchats and their mobile phones. And their... No, it's not Bill Cosby. Uh, snapping and jabbing. Snapping and jabbing. I see all those kids out there with their mobile phones and their Snapchats and their TikToks and their OnlyFans. Why don't you get your face out of the phones and look up to the sky, you dirty rascals? You gotta breathe again. You gotta take in the atmosphere. Stop chucking your plastic in the sea and start recycling it. This planet's burning. It's dying. And do you know what? I'm angry. And I'm mad and angry and I hate it. Is your name Albert Costello? (laughs) I think yeah, it, might, it might be it? later in the Pretty Brown Bear Comedy Club. See, I think. it's weeks. So I can't harness Pretty the real. Use the real anger, Greg. Yeah, no, but I Pretend someone's unplugged your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or the whole audio interface, yeah. 
I've got to edit this podcast and I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not editing this podcast this anymore. Shit. No subjects. This oh, is yeah. shit. Yeah, let's start to do it all again, Barry. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking do it all again, Barry. No, I'm not. Okay, Talking right. of uh, climate change, I don't know if you've seen, that's been in the news a lot recently. Are we still sorry? I was talking about comedy, aren't we? No, so. not really. I mean, so my big questions about that bit, it didn't really go as far not as the afterlife. afterlife. Yeah, that's no news. Hopefully you have something better next time. <laughs> no, no my, my big subject is uh, uranium and the atomic bomb. What Did I ever tell you about the time I met Little and Large? It's, nice. it's quite interesting, actually. Did I ever tell you the time I met Little and Large? Uh, uh, I, I think you have, and I forgot. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, don't yeah, worry about it. Yeah, 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 no, of course week. you didn't. <laughs> Tell us. I want to hear this. I forgot because it's so Minan, boring. Minan uh, took me when I was a kid. I think I was. This is when I was about Spit six. Roasted your nan. <laughs> With little and large. <laughs> took me Sorry, to mate. the pantomime in Oxford in the theatre, and it was little and large were the stars of the show. And then halfway through, uh, little called all the girls called girls up on stage onto his side, and large took uh, that said the boys to come up to that. And when I was oh go on, go go, so we went up. And then Little was asking all the girls their names and where they're from and that. And then he was giving them like toys, dolls. And I think I just got, we just got sweets. And he goes, "What's your name?" And I went, "John." And he goes, where are you from? I went, England! And everyone cheered. And I got my, and I got my sweets. And I went back and sat with my nan. Oh, bless him. How times have changed. He's from Spain. So, do you want to learn about the atomic bomb? Yeah, go on then. Yeah, go on then. So, you've been researching the atomic bomb all week, yeah? So, oh, before you talk about atomic bomb, find your notes. I just want to mention this. I saw a picture of Duncan James uh, from Blue. Do you remember the band called Blue? Yes, Lionel. He looks like Lionel. And the, he was a handsome guy. He was a very handsome man in Blue. But he's, you know, when people go overboard on Botox, yeah. have a look at him now. He has, I feel, the poor lad. He's put so much of that stuff in his face. It's like bloated. Mm. My cum can be very hot when it comes out of a hot winky, can't it? And if it's come out of force, it's quite a splatter. No, come it's on. Man. He's just a, he's just full on gay gay now, isn't he? Is he? He was like bisexual. Oh, he's I didn't know he's bisexual, yeah, he's, no, he's, he's just, married now. He's got, he's got he's, married. Well, he was robbed of five thousand pounds. Mm. He fell for one of those email scams. And if, if you look at him now, he him. looks like someone's brought out a tribute bowling ball. But it's not nice to talk about. <laughs> Obviously, it's only because I just feel like he's a, he's a good-looking guy and he doesn't need to do it. That's all. Well, he was. Mm. People in glass houses. Yeah. Oh, so, so, oh, sorry. So, so we're going to learn about... So now we're going to learn about the atomic bomb, everybody. The atomic bomb, please. Well, I'm bothered to tell you now. Don't, don't think any of you guys... angry. Like, Here we go. Yeah. Oh, no, we've got the anger. Oh, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not talking about the atomic bomb anymore. Do you guys want to die? <laughs> Do you want to learn anything? We'll just turn up. Have you got the atomic football? So what do you guys know about uranium? And well, in fact, have you ever heard of the term twisting the dragon's tail? Only on Grange Hill. There's a documentary on, on Prime. It's called it's called that. Oh, um, did you learn this from documentaries? Yeah. And I then thought you'd been out to the stuff. reference library. Yeah, well, no, you don't need to do that anymore, Barry. We've got the internet. Um... Yeah, no, there was a time when you had to learn all this stuff from the library, but yeah, no. I've watched a documentary, and I've looked up some stuff on the internet, and that's what I wanted to explain it to you fucking Have you idiots. talked to any I'm old saying, people? I haven't got a PhD, Barry, but I'm just, I just want to explain some stuff that you might find interesting. Like something, I know you're not that into taking in knowledge and learning things and using your brain and stuff. I know you've only just learned how to tell the time, but this might fucking... <laughs> This might actually be interesting to you. I'm going to explain it as lame. Uh, What's the name of that Steven Spielberg terms? film with a shark in it? Oh, yeah. It's trying to. 
He's trying to he's split the atom, not split hairs. He's looked at you with a blank expression. Excuse me, can you read me my coffee, please? Waiting to say something stupid. I mean, that's the best thing you said so far. Excuse yes. me, can you reheat my coffee, yes, please? Yes, no problem. How sorry, much would that be? I'm, I'm sorry, I do a podcast as well. Sorry. Here you go, madam. Is that uh, what's playing on these speakers? Uh, no, not. Oh, excuse Next me, what's slide, the please? name of that Steven Spielberg film with the shark in it? Um, well, what, admit, madam, you're having, you know that's Jaws. Everyone oh, knows thank that. you very much. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, madam. Right, so you, you know, what do you know about the atomic bomb? What do you know about atoms? Uh, everything. Chris? Nothing. Atoms. atoms um, atomic bombs, how do they work? Do you know anything about it? Because otherwise... They, I don't... Then you can't trust an atom because they make go. everything up. Uh, I, I know you're doing a joke then, but unfortunately Sorry, cut out our you end. can't trust an atom. You can't trust an atom, they make everything up. You can't trust an atom, because they make everything <laughs> Let's up. Let's get to the nucleus of this idea. <laughs> uh, yes, your, nucleus, there Your we bloody go. proton. Now we're talking. Now we're okay. talking electrons. Electrons. So, our story starts in Joachimstall, the Czech Republic, 1789. A small characters. mining town. Yeah. A small mining town. Where Jeffrey Mining Town. Hey, I'm known. mining. Grobschler, Grobschler. Vodka, vodka. Ka-ching. Ka-ching. So basically, there's a small mining Edit town. This bit out. There's a small mining town in the Czech Republic called Joachimstal. I'm Bismarcky. And, and then Bismarcky turns up for some reason. The bees. <laughs> Would you be my friend? Anyway, it's like a mining town, and they might. The main, the main product is silver. Uh. You can do this. You can do that. But I'm not going to... Basically, we're doing this and then the brown bear because I've, I'm not... Or, I'm not, or I'm not, I'm not doing the brown bear. <laughs> or the brown bear's not getting done. Or I'm cutting oh the brown no, bear Oh, no, we out. want the brown bear. Have you seen the, the film, film Network? Hey? <laughs> turn your microphone off. I want to do the brown bear. Please. So... We haven't even done our scratchies yet. So a marquee turns up. So, Yoakumstall, place in Czech Republic. It's a, it's a silver mining town or whatever. So, there's these caves. They go in there and they're mining silver. Um, and all the time they're mining silver, they're like, great, mining silver. But th- to get to the silver, they, they're getting rid of all this rock, called, which they call Pesh Blend. And that means basically it's uh, hard luck rock. They called it that because they're like, oh, this is the shit rock that we've got to get out of the way so we can get to the silver. And they just piled it all up outside the fucking cave. And it's like, yeah, this is useless. Fucking useless. Anyway, this guy in 1789, I've forgotten to jot down his name. Probably quite an important name in all the science stuff. Probably but Dave. Anyway, but he didn't actually do anything with it. But anyway, he discovered there was this, this rock was shining and stuff inside the cave. And was like, well, I wonder why it does that. Anyway, so he studied, he, then he discovered it was a new element. One so second, th- I've just found his name. Bismarcky. <laughs> so, if it was a good joke, you're not, yeah, oh, fucking hell. So can you? Can I, I, you? I mean, I, I can turn this down the pub, but I'd, I'd, I'd rather say no, I'm, inter- I'm interested. So if I am interested. To it, Don't cut my stuff out. It's I'm interested. Really interesting. Can you it's put? Fucking interesting. Can you end the podcast <laughs> with high ho silver lining? <laughs> okay. So all the so stuff the they're throwing out was that so radioactive. So the pesh blend. So it turns out, yeah, this pesh blend has got uranium. So this guy discovers uranium. He's like, "There's a new fucking element. I'm going to call it." So, and the reason it's called uranium is because. Uranus had just been discovered at that time in 1789 so that's why it's called uranium so that, I was interested in that and obviously then plutonium I was like oh I wonder what plutonium so obviously plutonium is named after Pluto but we'll get to plutonium or his name was Yuri yeah so uranium so the big thing about so what do you know about radium so radium was discovered by Mary, Mary Curie I only know Marie about Curie, the radium girls when they were making the watches and they 
all died of radiation because they used to make the watches with the glowing dark stuff and use radium. But ra- yeah. There's a film about it called The Radium Girls in the Factory. Well, they they used too much. Well, yeah, but the original discovery of radium was... The, they didn't know it was bad for them. Yes, well, no, no but it's not. In, in small doses, it's not. That was the whole... This, this discovery of radium was so massive. Why, why uh, she won the Nobel Prize, so, uh, Marie Curie, was because it, tri- it had such medical... Uh, applications they got rid of all these tumors and everything they're using radium in small doses but anyway radium... i was going to say with the guys doing the silver mining did they not have any adverse effects to the um uranium no because it, it was given off it was just given off mic like like background radiation yeah, micro- yeah. it's a certain microsieverts but it would be higher than normal background radiation normal background radiation is like 0.1 microsieverts an hour or something like that there it would have been two or three because of the amount of ore there but but it's not in a state of, of radioactivity. So yeah, yeah. it's like bananas. Yeah, we're, we're, we're surrounded by radioactive, like, well, yeah, radiation, but it's not harmful. Like we've, we've grown up, we've born with it. We're, the fact is that uranium is, comes from a star, it's an exploded star. It's, it's cracking, it's fizzing with this invisible energy. That's why it's so crazy. Um, and it's just got all this power in it. Um, and it's just, you can't explain it apart from it's yeah, magical star power. That's all you can say, really. But anyway, I'll explain to you. But we, the, how they found radium was the, how Marie Curie discovered radium. So uranium, uranium was discovered in 1789, but then it was uh, Marie Curie fucking around with uranium, looking at it more. That's how she discovered radium because basically radium is is uranium. It's just a broken down part. So uranium is just constantly uranium is basically just trying to turn into lead. It, it it's constantly trying to turn into lead by itself, and it's and it's the only thing that does that. It transmutes basically. So. It, by itself is that the half life yeah yes yeah, yeah that is the half life yeah so half yeah half life describes like how long a, a substance yeah, the amount of time it takes for it yeah. to half its radio yes. uh, radioactivity exactly that so you do know some you know you know a bit there you go <laughs> Um, Thank you. Yeah, so radium, she found, oh, this, and that's the stuff that makes, and it glows in the dark, it's very fluorescent and all the rest of it. But then it was it was Marie Curie and Pierre Curie doing this fucking big show. They were like, she just won the Nobel Prize, whatever. Pierre Curie was there, getting his glow-in-the-dark vial out, and everyone's like, ooh, ah. And, who, and there was someone there, Ernest Rutherford was there at the time, he's now famous. And him and Fred, who was West. it, Fred Soddy, oh. this other guy, I don't know what, what country he was from. Anyway. They decided to look into uranium even more and and look into atoms basically. So they're the ones who discovered atoms, like looking like deep into uranium, and they're the ones and they they're the ones who discovered that basically radium isn't a different thing found in uranium ore. It is uranium. It's just another stage of it. So basically, what happens with uranium is it fucking it where radiation is basically just bits of uranium coming away. So all stuff, all elements. Are made up of atoms, and at the the, the base, at the core of the atom is the nucleus, nucleus, which is all made up of protons and neutrons, and then you've got electrons all floating around in the gap. But the very core, and that's the smallest thing. Well, the very smallest thing they know now is quarks. So you can break down protons and neutrons into quarks, but that's like getting too far. But the very the smallest thing was an atom. But then they're right. But what makes an atom an atom? And it's atomic number. You know, on the periodic table, you see like the letters, and then you've got the numbers. So the numbers is the amount of protons. So so you start the proton it's quite an easy system so starting with the lightest hydrogen is the lightest that's got one proton yeah and then one and one or possibly two neutrons and if it's got one or two neutrons that would be a different isotope isotopes are basically just different types of element which can have different amount of neutrons if you imagine like a bunch of grapes so you've got like red and white grapes the red grapes are the protons white grapes are the neutrons so hydrogen has got one red grape two white grapes always the same if it's got the the proton it's always it's the proton which determines the element, basically, the amount of protons. You can have as many neutrons as you want. I would, it's the, it's the, I would say at this, <laughs> po- at this point you've said both quark and grapes, and they both remind me of Viz, which I used to like <laughs> as a kid. 
Right, so anyway, hydrogen's got one this red grape. This is really interesting. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> that, was, that was Greg Hickson. <laughs> right, so hydrogen. Hydrogen, you've got one proton, blah, blah, blah. Helium, two protons. Carbon, six protons. Then you go all the way up to, then you get to heavy stuff that's like metals and stuff. So that, so gold has got 79 protons and then however many neutrons. Then you get all the way to uranium, which has got the most protons. So it's got the, it's the most like, shit going on in it, the most mass. So that's whatever. like 12 lords of... Di- so helium's like a partridge in a pear tree. So uranium's got 92 protons, 92 red grapes, and uh, and then fuck a hundred and the usual the usual uh, uranium the normal most common uranium is uranium two three eight and it's called that because it's got ninety two protons and the rest of the number made up by uh, neutrons. Uh, but the thing about uranium is, after a certain amount of time, it change it pops off the neutrons. It goes boop and just chucks out a couple of uh, sorry protons, changing it into something completely different. So then so basically it goes through all these stages so like I wrote them down here so, and they're known as the granddaughters of uranium so the, so radium is actually the great 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 I, great granddaughter of can um, I ask you a quick question yeah. you're like Johnny Bull is that why you brought all those grapes and you're putting them on the table yeah, yeah. Is that, that's how I, I wonder why you to understand I'd, I'd say if the listeners at home have got anything near 98 red grapes maybe go see a doctor or get some anusol so basically what I'm getting to I'm not going to go through the whole thing the history of like fucking the Hungarian guy who came uh, like, save that for next Bob. week part what was two? his name <coughs> uh, no, no, I'll just look it up uh, no I think he lists it was his surname list Leo no sorry Leo something I mean I found it Marcus Bice Bice Bismarck Leo Zillard Leo Zillard anyway yeah sorry back to the back to the atoms the protons etc so basically what uranium is doing it's always sort of busting at the seams it's always ready to go it's very unstable like your cock it's very unstable so do you is that why you do you feel (laughs) do you feel the closest to uranium it's like always bursting the seams ready to break down so right okay so (laughs) okay right turns lead yep said about that so, so basically, so Einstein's around a similar time. So this is all happening in like the 1900s. And they're like, okay, atoms found out all about that. We understand that uranium's doing this. Einstein, using it his, around the same, similar time, he was working on e, e, e equals mc squared. Well, it proves that light is the only constant, isn't it? So yes. energy and mass uh, are not constant. Yeah, but basically it, all E equals mc squared means energy equals mass, or that can be interchanged, uh, times a massive number squared, speed of light squared. Speed of light, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it just basically means you can get you can convert mass into massive amounts of energy. It says that the smallest amount of mass can be turned in into massive amounts of energy. This is all like theory, but Einstein, but it worked out to be completely true. So basically, so when they say about how they made the bomb was splitting the atom, it's not actually splitting the atom. What they've done is they worked out a way to add extra neutron like extra neutrons to, them into each other. Really yeah, yeah. Quickly. Put an extra neutron into the existing uh, atom. And then make it go boom and split into two, because it, it was bulging under the pressure. Because it was ready to go, basically forcing it to radiate, forcing it to change, forcing it to transmute. Splitting the atom sounds cool. Yeah, but yes, it's but and it well it is. In conclusion, of, as a short. And so what happens is when the, they split, when the two, when the nucleus splits, when it's unstable and goes pop, it pops into two. The two split away ones condense. The grapes go and get all tight, Ooh. and it's like, and they actually form and they so they're smaller. So the original mass. This mass is gone, but it's been transferred into energy. And so what they do, so a chain reaction basically is what they worked out how to do was, is to just, in a cascading effect, do one, split one atom, and then that one goes, doom, does two, then four, then six, to the power of up to a gazillion, all in an instant, all around this block of uranium the size of a basketball. And that's what creates... Exponential. Yeah, exponentially, yeah. Exponentially cascading 
Uh, Am yeah. I doing the best so far? Yes. Yeah. Exponentially increasing cascade. Uh, yeah, until a gazillion atoms are converting their mass into energy simultaneously. And that's what's known as a, that's what's a chain reaction is. And that's what we need to do with this podcast. It, like- it was actually a German, it was Otto Hahn in Germany that first discovered this. And he was working, and I think he got worried. Was he? No, he was working with the Germans. Or did he stop working with the Germans? I didn't pay attention to that bit. But that's when like, Leo Zillard got, got wind of this and was like, shit. And he went to talk to Einstein and was like, shit, we've got to do something about this. And they, that's when they started the race to make the atomic bomb. Um, um, ironically enough, uh, Einstein fled Germany with because of the Nazis, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah, and then he actually ended the war, which he then later regretted. I think I'm in the middle of a chain reaction. You give me your after midnight action. I want to get you where I can let you make all that love to me. I'm on a journey for the inspiration to anywhere, and there ain't no salvation. I need you to get me nearer to you. You can <coughs> set me free. We talk about love, love, love. But there's loads more important things about that. that was quite interesting. Uh, it's, it was actually H.G. Wells, a book called The World Set Free, which made Leo Zillard think about the atomic bomb properly it was actually he, he actually imagined it ha- being used as a bomb before anyone else did it's fucking great stuff but in conclusion do you think um, Big Audio Dynamite were a better band than The Clash mm. right shut it all down <coughs> yeah, it. No, I don't mind, you, I, I don't mind if you do no, bits but you, you, it's got to be good bits it's like got, yeah fuck off Barry leave that one in he has to learn his lesson again anything I plan on doing it doesn't really work out no I enjoyed that I was the best student wasn't I so uranium 235 basically is the one is the one you need to make to make a bomb with because that's the answer are you trying to make a fucking bomb uranium 235 I didn't explain this properly you add neutrons to uranium... T- uranium-238. Is this terrorist material? <laughs> Anarchist cookbook. Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten the main bit. Like how you did the I've main song. I was just building book. up to it. What's the, no, you forgot the punchline. Because that was one stuff. of the longest setups for a joke I've um, ever heard. Yeah, but anyway, but then there's... <laughs> what a time to be alive. When I was watching that Manhattan programme, so it was all about the atomic bomb. I was like, oh, this is interesting. They kept mentioning... Oh, that's why I looked up more about the science, because I didn't understand about uranium and plutonium, and etc. But they kept make, they kept talking about plutonium-239. I was like, what's a 239? But that's basically, it's a man-made, plutonium, plutonium's a man-made thing out of uranium. So it's just a more unstable version of uranium and more powerful. So that's them adding two protons to yeah. uranium. So that's got 94 protons, but it's man-made. Because a lot of the later um, elements in the periodic table were actually forced into existence because they don't exi- exist naturally. Naturally, yeah, yes. Elementary, my dear Watson. Plutonium being one of them. You're going to get a compound fracture in a minute. But apparently plutonium and uranium could be both, but plutonium more often in bombs, but uranium safer to use in for nuclear energy. So like the batteries in the, what's it, Voyager or whatever, the the thing, they're all uranium batteries because the half-life, you say that that battery will last for billions of years, whereas normal batteries... So why batteries do they use them in mobile out. phones? <laughs> yeah. That's slightly <laughs> expensive, I think. I don't oh. think they think mobile phones is as important as finding yeah. God. Can you do the song? I think because one of your bollocks would probably turn into a superhero. So you, you must... Plutonium and zinium. Yeah. zinium. No, I don't know. You yeah. don't know all the elements? No. That's another job for you next yes, week. I'll, I'll go Learn all the elements and do that <laughs> yeah. song. I really didn't explain that as well as I'd like to. There's lots more interesting history stuff there. I messed up some of the, the time and everything. It's not it? horrible ah. histories. Um, you make it fun, though. Yeah. That's the good thing horrible about it. Horrible histories is funny. You make it fun. Because like, I saw Chris laughing his ass off <laughs> all the way through that. <laughs> you make comedy fun. 
But yes, that's nuclear fission, basically. And that sort is of basically half, half explained. Nuclear fission. Um, and that am I coming back into sync? Is nuclear fission? Yeah, you are. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, no. It, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, but the yeah. documentary. It'd be better to watch the documentary yourself, if I'm honest, on Prime. Um, and it's called Twisting the Dragon's Tail, and it's called that is what they used to call when they were doing the experiments to find out how much uranium to use to actually blow. Because they're like, okay, we know it releases loads of energy, but how much do we use to make a bomb? I would that's, say that's I would twisting the dragon's tail. I would was. say that's not the best trailer for the podcast. You're better off watching the documentary. Yeah, it's, it's not for the podcast. Well, I don't need to now because you've told me all about it. Yeah, I get this it. This week I've been working on something as well because uh, you've been work studying all that. Oh, here we go, Barry. What's this? But no, seriously, I have uh, Lord of the Hoops. So it's like a fantasy book I'm writing called Lord of the Hoops. And it's uh, these guys have got to do this journey where they basically go for a forest and they've got to carry a hoop through these woods and throw it into like a fire. Basketball. It is a bit like Lord of the Rings, but it's not a ring, it's a hoop. So it's it's a lot bigger and it's a lot harder to carry. Oh, no, no, because you, I thought you were gonna, it was going to be like a basketball story. And oh. then no, it's like, no, no, no. It's like Lord of the Rings, but, but it's with a hoop, LeBron like James. A hoop. LeBron James well, is in yeah, it. No, no. I thought the yeah, they're like mini people, like Ewoksy. It, sounded, it could be like a, doc, a basketball documentary about LeBron James. Yeah, or it could like, have been, yeah. but it's not. It'd probably be street basketball, I'd imagine. Lord of the Hoops. All your hoops and dreams. Hoops and dreams. What are we on now? Well, there's hoop dreams is already one, isn't Greg, it? Greg, how long oh, have we been and in the middle? Hoops and dreams, anyone? Yeah. Sequel. I'm buying. Nothing but net. It's um, <laughs> so it's about a bloke that's stuck on an island with the internet. Or or no, he's stuck on an island with just one film, The Net from 1995. Yeah, nothing Bullock. but ne- nothing but Net. It's a story about nothing my mum being net. locked in a room because her name's the Net with Sandra Bullock. That's what you said. Oh, did you say that? Yeah, if you yeah. Uh, keep up, boy. Yeah. Get in the room, mate. Right now, get in the room. Yeah, we watched it. We didn't. We watch it recently around yours just for no, a laugh. Are for you ages. now going to do the pop quiz about the radio radiation stuff? Yeah. Are, we, are you going <laughs> to test us <laughs> now? Hope, yeah. Hope, <laughs> hope you were listening, Barry. Turns out Barry didn't listen at all. Cobalt sixty-eight. <laughs> What do I win? Well, talking about Einstein, um, one of the th- Einstein said, "Rock and roll, um, rock and roll is dead. Science is the new rock and roll." Didn't he? Don't do any more Einstein quotes because there might be some coming up in the uh, brown bear. What are some of your most fam- favourite famous quotes from people? Shut up, Barry. It was from uh, G Dog. Oh, I'll, I'll look one up, man. Oh, can we do oh, brown no, no, bear? No, no, no. There is one that's well, I've a good got one. one. Um, it's this one. You say you're just a friend, but you've got what I need. And that's from Biz Marquee. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Brown Bear Comedy Club. Uh, lovely to have you all here for another week uh, of the Brown Bear Comedy Club. <laughs> so uh, it's great that you're all here. You've all come yeah. down. This week we're in Chipping Norton in Kent. And it's lovely to have a good lot of you here and no mask, no social distancing. So let's just get straight on with the acts. So let's start with the lovely man. He's been here before. He's back in with the jokes. He's thick and fast. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's one liner. Ladies and gentlemen, one liner. Put your hands okay. together, please. Thank you. Put your hands together. Where would we be without good music? Radio Huang. In and out Burger sounds like he will give you the shits, big time. Five Guys Burger sounds like a euphemism to me, Chico. But stay positive, COVID-19. That reminds me of the bloke that did a sitcom based on origami, but he restricted himself to places of Christian worship. On, it was called Only Folding Churches. 
<laughs> Do you know the difference between a genius and stupidity? A genius has its limits. You should have kept your mouth shut. They would have thought you was a horse and let you go. I was wondering, do you think UFOs are just billionaires from other planets? What do you get if you cross a kangaroo with a sheep? You know, bah, bah, little sheep. What do you get if you cross a kangaroo with a sheep? Well, since living in the EU, it will probably mean a visit from the Home Office. I mean, technically, animal cloning is not illegal in the UK since Dolly the sheep, but cross-species cloning of this type will certainly raise some eyebrows. What was one liners? What is the laziest type of cow? A vacation. No, oh, well, it, it sounds much better in Spanish. ¿Cuáles son las vacas más pereciosas? Vacaciones. In Spanish, vaca means a cow, and vacaciones mean vacation. So it's like a cow on holiday, so it's a very lazy cow. <laughs> okay, big finish. <laughs> when an eel has a maw with a pharyngeal jaw, that's amore. <laughs> when the jaws open wide, there's more jaws inside. That's amore. <laughs> when it skunks in a reef with two sets of teeth, that's amore. And when an eel bites your thigh and you bleed out and die, that's amore. Unless the bite is treated quickly with antibiotics, a secondary infection may occur. That's amore. That's amore. That's Say amore. goodnight to the comedians. Let's like find you to see a comedian like me. I tell you, really that. you need people like me. Absolutely amazing. Uh, our Spanish brother there from another side of the world. Uh, absolutely wonderful. Uh, that was Wang Liner. Uh, now our next act, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we've got three acts tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't got four because we've got a double act to finish off with. But our next act tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is Rick Relative Father. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Rick Relative Father. Hi, uh, I'm Rick Relative Father. Um, recently divorced. Got a few kids, wrong side of 30. But, you know... Glad to be given this opportunity because it's not good. It's not good. It's not easy for like a cis white male to get um, an opportunity in comedy these days, or in or in just in the workplace. Unless you want to be a judge, football manager, director of a company, TV chef, policeman, MP, headmaster. It's just boring, isn't it? Um, so as a father, something I've learned is that a father cannot smell his own son's poo. Um, it must be similar to your own farts. So it's hard um, to know when your child has shit themselves. Um, usually I have to rely on the, the missus to do that, but she's left me. So it's even harder. Uh, the other thing about being a single bloke is you get invited to lots of things with couples. Uh, it's like, it's quite fun, but a lot of it can be a bit tame. It's like board games, card games, cheese nights. Um, and something I've learned from playing board games in that is you can't beat a breeding pair. You know, they just have things where they'll they'll wink at each other. They'll give each other little clues in that. I mean, it's what me and my missus used to do as well, I suppose, before we split up. But never mind. Um, the thing is, I've... You can see not just from what I'm saying, but also my physique, that I've got a fine dad bod. Um, and although I've got a gut, I can do this. He's um, belly dancing. And then I can, you know, all bought and paid for. 
Uh, fuel from a love machine. I'm, I'm slapping my stomach at the moment for people who are just strictly audio. Um, Self-depreciating, I understand, but, you know, I'm joking. Um, it's the engine. Joke about my penis. Uh, never used Viagra. Geezer. I bet some of you have. No. Um, mine, I wouldn't do it because I've only got a small penis, so it'd be like a sewing machine. Um, still doing myself depreciating stuff, by the way. It's not actually, none of that's true. Anyway, um, I've got a poem. Um, and this is, well, kind of explain a little bit why I'm in the situation I find myself at the moment. I don't mean doing stand-up to this room. I mean my life situation. I want Kate Humble's humble pie. I'd like to finger and plunder the space between her thighs. I can't even attempt or try to justify my actions and why. I wish to go headstrong into Kate Humble's humble pie. Kate Humble's humble pie isn't as wet as a regular pie. For one, there's more meat. Two, it's more dry. Three, no crust. More of a sideways eye. And that's why I like Kate Humble's humble pie. Um, shall I carry on with this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I won't lie. I have thought of other pies, but none as wise and smelly as Kate Humble's humble eye pie. I rave about Tina Turner, her fine mop will turn ya. Well, Dench's minge made me cringe. I had a go, but just a tip went in. Um, I even saw Thatcher's snatch. That one was hard to match. Um, is this too misogynistic? Because I'm starting to think I know why I am divorced. <clears throat> now I know why she left me, why she doesn't linger. Now I know why she took the kids and could fuck me no longer. I shouldn't have had the affair that broke her bonds, huh? I shouldn't have ignored the last pint, oh why did I wrong her? But now I know why she left me, why she loves me no longer. I didn't pay her attention, instead it was Kate Humble. I am just an unreconstructed man and that's it. Good night. Leo, thank you very much. Oh, absolutely amazing. Rick Relative Father ended on a banger there. Massive joke to finish off with. He always does. He's absolutely amazing every time we see him. Very depressed. He's just finished his last session medication. Absolutely amazing guy. That's Rick <laughs> Relative Father. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our final act. Now, these are big guys. They've been on the circuit. They're absolutely amazing. You may have seen them before. They're the newest double act in town. Uh... Put your hands together. Give a massive warm welcome to Meat and Potatoes. Ladies and gentlemen, Meat and Potatoes. Hi, everyone, I'm Potatoes. And I'm Mickey Meat. I bring the meat and bring he brings the, the meat. And I bring uh, the meat, uh, meat and potatoes. And I bring together the potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Potatoes and meat. Meat, meat and potatoes. Uh, potatoes. Uh. So anyway, hi. Uh, oh, so I'm yeah, the, you go, oh, no, you go first. You, your bit first, isn't it? So, Mickey, me, you say you're just a friend, yeah? <laughs> uh, well, no. Well, I'm also your comedy partner. And you're my Potatoes. comedy partner. But Mickey, me, me, you always get the birds, don't you? What's well, your secret with the ladies, me? My meat. <laughs> ladies love the meat. So you bring the meat to the axe and I the potatoes. What do I bring? Well... 
you can't have meat without potatoes, potatoes. I mean, yeah, I bring the meat. I mean, the meatier meat. But, you know, let me give you an example. McDonald's. No one goes to McDonald's for the burgers. That would be the meat part. Everyone goes there for the fries. Yeah, true. So sometimes the potato is just as important as the meat. Thanks for that. You do know how to make me feel good. But anyway, we better start making these folks laugh and go on with yeah, the jokes. we should. Well, no, we could talk about, you know, meat and potatoes more. I mean, some people find that funny. So anyway. Uh, okay. What do you think the most important thing to have in life is? Well, I'd that say sounds quite meaty. Friends? That sounds like more of a... That sounds like quite a meaty question. Isn't that something I should be asking? You're, you're sort of more like, hey, what's your favourite Bismarck Key song or something like that? Just a friend, I think. <laughs> Anyway, let's start with the jokes. That's what we're here for. Okay, right. Okay, let's go out to the audience. Right. Let's, nah, uh, we let's, don't do that kind well, of no, thing. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll ask a subject because we, we do improvised comedy. We can, let's we can ask make... this guy. looks like Omar Jalili. Yeah, Omar Jalili down the front there. Well, <laughs> give us a subject. We can do comedy or anything. What I'll do is I'll do a long-form meaty story about it and then potatoes here will just chuck in some potato-style t- jokes. That's right. Little, little crispy little, bits. Yeah, nuggets. Little crispy bits. <laughs> Two veg. That's not, is that a subject or a question? Oh, right. him. Uh, again. Comedy. Let's leave Com- the audience out. Yeah. <laughs> it's Let's all make about fun subjects. <laughs> Meat and potatoes. <laughs> nah, come on. Seriously, oh. though. You've got to have some that. You've got to be like Trevor and Simon. You've got to be some of, like, some of the greatest double acts. And we've yeah. been working together a long, long time now. So we always finish each other's... Uh... Let's do our ladder oh. sketch. So I'm just going to get this ladder out. Yeah, I'll grab the other end of this. Oh! What's this got to do with so eating potatoes? You put... Oh, that's, I mean, that's just our name, isn't it? climb up a ladder, remember? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, here I go. <laughs> Whoa, hold that ladder, me. Whoa! <laughs> 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 you fell on that? Me, stop wobbling the ladder. We're going to fall on Ima Jalili! <laughs> me stop wobbling the ladder I'm oh. going to come back down oh that bit works better when you can see it oh. so anyway me and meat went to a funeral didn't we meat oh we did oh we got some good meat there. got some good meat there and some potatoes uh, well I'd, I'd had a really good joke like a, a really good like meaty joke about <laughs> the death of the aunt or whatever it was who died and potato he come in with some little zingers like oh like can't get much good wine let's, do, oh, let's not talk about what we did oh, yeah, let's no. actually do the joke with these guys okay yeah <laughs> go on me <laughs> hit them <laughs> I just sat there I just pretended on, to be mate. asleep okay Thanks I was at the, the funeral I pretended to be asleep and I just went <laughs> what was going on? And then everyone laughed. Hey! Ah, oh, thanks. I thought you were going to fall apart there, mate. That wasn't very meaty. Uh, that wasn't a meaty joke. That, that was more of a potato joke. Look, sometimes we share material, don't we, potato? So anyway, one of my favourite <laughs> things about meat is he's an hilarious guy. I first <laughs> met meat 10 years ago when we were working in a bookshop and we used to do skits and scats all the time, all didn't the time. we, meat? Everyone came in, they're like, you guys are brilliant. You're fu- you're so funny. Your name's Mickey Meat and your name's Peter Potato. You should be p- Meat and Potatoes. Well, that wasn't our real names, was it? Oh, we changed no. it to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but one of the things you used to do was that thing with the... Remember we used to juggle books? Yeah! <laughs> I used to juggle books, everyone. I did two in one hand. So two, in, two in one hand, two in the other hand. Three... Something <laughs> I'd like to do for you now, ladies and gentlemen, is Meat's going to juggle some books. Yeah, uh, me. Has, anyone got, book, has yeah. anyone got a book on him? Uh, Madam down the front. No, me. Have you, have you got a big... this book, oh. me? <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, next one. Wait, next one. Next catch time. Me. Uh. Cat, uh, uh, catch me. Catch uh, me. Oh. I've got a concussion. Potato. So, uh, one of the things... That's sort of the end of our act. Uh, but one of the things you may not have noticed oh, is... Me had his dick out through the whole act. <laughs> yeah, <look>. me. 
There's my mate, you see me. And that reason he's calling me. And he's got his balls, and potatoes got his balls out. Yeah, that little, two little potatoes there. Meat and potatoes, that's the real meat and potatoes. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. That was meat and potatoes. Absolutely amazing. They're like the new, yeah, anyway. That was meat and potatoes. Thank you very much for coming. Hope you had a wonderful time. Please come back next week. All new acts, all new show, it's all like, new next week. Come back, it's going to be much, much better. Thank you very much. Good night. It's unusual to have. It's unusual to have, t- unusual to have two straight men. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the end of this week's podcast. <laughs> I love those guys. It is these days. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can't can't do it anymore, can you? Imagine just... if they didn't write material. <laughs> <laughs> Any apologies? <laughs> do we want to do any apologies at the end of this week or well, the whole thing? Yeah. 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 Thank you everyone for listening this week. This was a very difficult episode to make through very difficult circumstances because we've had a lot of recording issues, but we got through it. And hopefully what you've just heard is the best that we can do. Over to you we guys. We've got an email address. I'm Ben. Goodbye. Idlematinee at gmail.com. Oh, Bye. Idlematinee at gmail.com. Please. Uh, I'm, I'm, I see no American women have emailed in yet. I, I would have done by now. Just, let's just say they have. Just, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, no, I did. I, I was going to do a reach out, but I forgot what I was going to say exactly. It was, it was going to be better than that. I'll, I'll edit me out. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say goodbye. Au revoir. I've been Gregoire. Looking at my Gucci, it's about that time. I've been Johnny Ribena. Some of the stuff I've said may stay in, some of it may not. Keep it real and represent the hood. Hello, I'm uh, Chris. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bar. I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. I'm not even going for it. It's what I'm going to say. You, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, I don't want to set the world on fire I just want to start a flame in your heart In my heart I have but one desire And that one is you, no other will do. I've lost all ambition for worldly acclaim. I just want to be the one you love. 
And with your admission that you feel the same, I'll have reached the goal I'm dreaming of. Believe me, I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. I don't want to set the world on fire, honey. I love you too much. I just want to start a great big flame down in your heart. You see, way down inside of me, darling, I have only one desire, and that one desire is you, and I know nobody else ain't gonna do. I've lost all ambition for worldly acclaim. I just want to be the one you love And with your admission that you feel the same I'll have reached the goal I'm dreaming of Believe me, I don't want to set the world on fire Just want to start a flame in your heart.